on episode 18 of Pixel Gaiden. We introduce a new member to the crew. My buddy Dustin hangs out. We have a game show. It's a Batman and Robin battle. Bubble Bobble gets mentioned a lot. Super Nintendo news? There are new systems on the horizon. There's beer, of course. And a bit of international flair. Your host, Eric Nelson and Corey Hoffman! Yes, yes, we are back. Happy September, Eric. How are you doing, my friend? It's another beautiful day in the core. There is happy-go-lucky Eric, my buddy, again. You never disappoint. And who is the stranger to my left? Hi. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Keeping the enthusiasm up. Should I call you Dash 16? You can call me Dustin. I'll call you Dustin because that's a human name. That Yes, that's, <laughs> that is my uh, IRL name. So if you guys can't tell, we have a guest in the studio here, my buddy uh, Dustin. We've known each other now, I don't know, eight, nine years? Yeah, it's Something been, like that? Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. And uh, lives in the same town. I thought, hey, let's just throw him on the show. He's got a lot to talk about, a different perspective than us even. And uh, that's exciting. Another cool thing I need to mention real quick is we also have a new uh, contributor to this show. Do you know about this, Eric? I do. I do oh, know that's, about that's it. convenient. Uh, we have a, I'm going to call him our overseas correspondent, our buddy Tim Drew, otherwise known as Sanction. Yay! Although I need to try to say Sanction. Sanction? Is that the way he's supposed to That's how he says it. I heard, him, I heard the, the thing already, so. Oh, okay. Sanction, I'm, I'm saying it all wrong. That's all I know. <laughs> But uh, anyways, he's going to start doing a regular segment for us here, so I'm super excited about that. Thank you, Tim. Uh, But as we always do, we need to hop right into Quick Questions. Quick Questions! So the first question I have is something that came up on our last recording last month that got me thinking. The question is, what one object do you lack in your collection that you would pay a premium price to acquire? I'm going to have to think about it. You have your answer already? Yes. Yeah, I have one. We'll spit it out. What do you got? <laughs> oh, well, I, this, my, this question's for you, Chief. The, the question's for everybody. It's an all-inclusive question. All right, let's ask Dustin first, then. Oh, Dustin's boy. ready. Put me on the spot. Um, I My collection is nowhere near as awesome as your guys's. Um, More encumbering. Depending <laughs> how you look at it. Yeah. No, I, g- give me a sec. I, I'd have to think about that, too. So you um, probably want, like, I'm, a rare Atari 2600. There we go. He wants the Darth Vader. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go ahead and say what we've already said, which is I, I, the only thing I really absolutely want that would cost a decent amount of money would be that Neo Geo cab, which keeps going up and up and up on yeah. a Neo Geo cab. Just like a, a four slot? Or? Two or four slot. You know, there was one in Colfax for 600 bucks I saw on the Craigslist the other day. I keep seeing them for about that, but they're usually pretty beat up. Then this one didn't look in good yeah, shape. Yeah, yeah. And didn't have any cartridges either. That's why it's got to be premium to get that premium price you're talking about. Right. For me, I think it's the I think it's the Jaguar. Like I, I, I I've been, been looking at that, especially since uh, Retro HQ came out with the yes, Jaguar ex- SD. Exactly. And it's expensive, but I do think that if I found one, I would get that, that multi-cart for it. 
Oh, absolutely, because you couldn't afford any of the games if you didn't. No, I could barely you afford the Jaguar. Money on the Jaguar. <laughs> exactly. The cheapest I found is they're they're running on eBay right now about four hundred bucks. I mean, if it's in good shape. And if you want the CD, then oh no, yeah, then that's you might as well mortgage your house. All right, Dustin, you've had your time. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, is it pandering to say the Commodore sixty four? Ooh, oh, no, not at all. No. Somebody's stroking our ego. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> No, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah. no, I mean, the, my my first family computer was a Commodore one twenty eight. Yeah, and uh, we we played a lot of C a lot of C sixty four games, which in is house, all so. you could really do on the C one twenty eight. There wasn't a ton of C one twenty eight software, had, like a word processor, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if you want to pay a premium for a C sixty four, just buy a one twenty eight. Yeah, yeah, because those are more expensive. Are they okay? Yeah. <laughs> so then, yeah, I would I would get a one twenty eight. And would then get, you set it. Get something from the old nostalgia. And you set it into C sixty four mode, and then. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember any of the games on the C six four you had? Which one? Do you um, remember a favorite one? We had uh, we had Load Runner and we had um, uh, Boulder Dash. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, nice. I don't like that game. <laughs> you don't like Boulder Dash? You know, yeah. Not a huge Boulder Dash. My, uh, no, my my grandma played Boulder Dash a lot, and she uh, she showed us that game. It was cool. See, now there's like a grandma tied to it, and I have to feel bad about Ray, it. Yeah. Well, I'm glad at least one of our listeners plays a lot of C sixty four games. <laughs> Were you, are you, was that a dig on me? No, not at all. <laughs> oh, our listeners. Okay, I said I our you. listeners. Okay, at least one of our American listeners plays. Well, Cody listens too. I do listen too. I listen to myself talk. I listen to my, our podcast more than I listen to anything else. That's the sad truth. It's not truth. All right, uh, let's go ahead and open some beer. I really want beer. Yes. Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, run through real quick. Just make sure you guys know. Uh, Podcast at pixelguiden.com. If you want to email us, please do. We've got a few letters we're going to read here in just a second. Uh, we'd love your feedback. And, of course, um, we are on Twitter at the project at Dash 16 is Dustin here. Yep. D-A-S-H-1-6 because he uses the correct numbers and letters for Dash 16. I, however, did not because I am at oddball49, but those are ones. oddba one one four nine. Dustin, do you remember when I – we'll talk about this in a second. Yeah. but You we, didn't have a handle. I didn't have a handle originally. We'll have to get back to that story. It's yeah. pretty good. But um, we've got some uh, patroners, patronages to announce, don't we, uh, Eric? We do. So I'll just go through the list today. Um, we have Tim Drew, Jim Tessier, Tessier, Tessier. Tim, oh, my goodness. You're still screwing up Tessier, names. Tessier, yep. Heinrich Ladefagen. Nailed it. Yeah. Nice. Roy Fielding. Good old Roy. Gary Heather. Gary Heather, that's oh, a new one. That is a new one. That is a new one. So we want to say thank you, uh, Gary, for your patronage. And Dustin Newell. Who's that? New Newell. 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 Dustin Newell. Is that Swedish? Newell. No, I think he's from Denmark. No. No, he's not. Oh, it's Dustin. You, Dustin. Hey. Oh, that's the wrong button. Sorry. Thank you, Dustin. Look at that. Who says it doesn't pay to... Pay to play. Pay to, pay to play. There we go. <laughs> yeah, he's on the show already. And guess what? Tim's on the show now, too. So that's 33% by my math of our patronages. Is, is the common core math. We're also involved in the show now. So that's awesome. All right. I've got beer. Awesome. Did, I go, did we go through everything? Oh, we have to get to well, Arata here in just a second. Too. Yeah. And I think you still have a question to ask, don't you? Uh, no, we're going to save those for the next show. Okay. Right um, what I brought here... Dustin, or Dustin, yes, but also Eric, I want to point you out, because you and I continue to say we don't like pale ales, and I keep making us drink pale right, ales. Right, right. I told you about Juicy Ones, right? Mm -hmm. Which is like a East Coast um, style. In fact, this even says New England style on here. You do like Heretic. Yes. Right? So, uh, 
my buddy down the street, um, John, who actually wanted to be here, he's actually going to provide beer for our next show, potentially. Okay. Uh, although we do have someone else who's going to send us beer. We'll see. All, all this beer is just flowing from the heavens. That's it's amazing. perfect. I paid for this one, darn it. Uh, this is a New England-style India Pale Ale with mango. Okay. And it's called Juicier Than Thou. It's amazing. I, I'm willing to give it Juicier a Juicier Than Thou. Now... I found this one. They actually only had a few cases of this. Mm-hmm. The the thing fridge was full of one called um, uh, Make America Juicy Again. <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't have the mango. And uh, John gave me this one so, with the mango, and it was delish. I've sp- got three tall boys here. Oh, We're doing cool. this right. All right. Nice. No splitting. No sharing. No, no, none of that. None of that. So go ahead. Yeah, there you go. Grab that one. We got our frosty cold glasses here. Uh, let's go ahead and pour, and I'm going to make sure not to do our faux pas of me drinking before we cheers, because that's just not how we do things here. No. Um, while we, I'm going to let the foam settle Whoa. here real quick. <laughs> Whoa, that is. Hold on. Whoa. Is that right? <laughs> that was not a record scraping. That was me sucking the foam <laughs> off the top of my beer. Uh, really quick. Ooh, that was good. I'm sorry. I did drink ahead of you guys, didn't I? Arata. Uh, yeah. I want to get this real quick while, my, while, while the head calms down here. Um, three things. First of all, the Checkmate 1500 we talked about last time. Mm-hmm. We were online, like on air, trying to figure out what it was for like 10 minutes. You know, staggeringly amazing radio, I tell you. Um, anyways, again, our buddy Tim wrote me and said that he was thoroughly entertained by us trying to figure out what it was and still getting it completely wrong. We found out later, and actually you found out before he told us this, but it's right. just the case. That's right. But it's really high quality case and it's got all kinds of adapters and things so you can mm-hmm. put in all kinds of ex- uh, accessories you can put uh an a500 motherboard in there you can put a 600 you can put a 1200 and adapters and accelerated cards and do all kinds of stuff and turn it into basically a brand new shiny desktop uh amiga right um he also suggested this and i will pass this on if you have any interest in this whatsoever pixel vixen who i've seen on twitter a bunch and uh i'm starting to get to know her a little bit here online uh, did a whole, like, two-hour unboxing, which unboxing, it's not her fault, just unboxings I always find kind of boring. Uh, but then right after that, she said, well, I'm going to put it all together, so stay tuned. I'm doing another episode. She did a five-hour episode where it was a live stream that she later, you know, posted again. Right. So there were people in the chat, like, helping her out, kind of with ideas. Uh, Steve Jones, who makes this thing, was in the chat giving her pointers and things. Um, and I want to give a, a shout-out to Steve Jones for Tim. Because I guess she ran into a few uh, issues with an accelerator. I want to say it was an accelerator she was trying to use with this thing, and it wouldn't boot up every time. And he was asking her questions, and, and right there while she was working on it, they were trying to work on a fix. And he started uh, he's coming up with, I think, a firmware update or something. So he's on it. Um, he made the thing, sold it, and he's going to make it right. Because I think unless you have that specific card, it's not going to be an issue. But anyways. Right, right on. We had no idea what we were talking about. <laughs> no. Um, I also want to point out my buddy David Vincent called me out because I said the word legit, which short is short for legitimately, right? That's right. And then I took the word legit and turned it into legitly, <laughs> <laughs> which is not a word. Um, always wanted to correct me on my grammar. Thank you, David. And then last but not least, we really have fun with the word wazoo on the show. I kept hearing you use it, Eric. You said you've always used it. I do. I've always used it. So I, I caught, uh, listening to, again, our, our friends at the Amigos podcast, and they were using uh, wazoo a whole bunch. Yeah, I heard However, that. However, on this show, I want to go ahead and switch that out if we can, because uh, Aaron on the show started using the word yin-yang, <laughs> which means the exact same thing, but it's just that more obtuse. 
Sure. So they're interchangeable. Know. Yep, that's it. We're out of uh, errata, but you know we we screw up out the yin yang. Does that work? I did. I was listening to <laughs> Pixel our episode seventeen uh, in the car today, and I did say Time Pilot eighty eight. You did talking about the arcade. It's not. It's Time Pilot eighty four. It's a minor oh, thing. But... Look at that. We got some more. Uh... Yeah. Oh, Eric, you fail me. Yeah. It's... Actually, you'll notice here in the studio. I always put up games right. in the background just so we have the ambiance here i put up time pilot right over here and i have another homage to eric over here with zombies ate my neighbors yes so it's all it's all eric uh, uh favorites going yeah. on behind us here let's have some beer yeah I'm thirsty cheers gentlemen cheers, everybody so i will talk so that you guys can uh-huh. sip um I don't really have a ton to talk about, though, unfortunately. <laughs> well, Tim wrote us something. How about that? Yeah, let's talk about what Tim wrote us. So, Tim, Sanction. So, you said you had the right pronunciation on that, right? He said Sanction. Sanction. Which, that's, okay. Well, that's... You know, his a, name's from a C64 they game. They say aluminum over there, but that's just wrong as hell. Yeah, it's from a C64 game, but I can't say that I remember playing that one. But Apparently, anyway. it's a really popular one, too. Yeah. So, he says... Uh, At first, I was not sure about splitting up the episodes in two parts. However, I am now sold as I don't have to wait quite as long for the next episode. Keep up the great work, guys, and looking forward to another year's worth of game and beer-related hijinks. There we go. Which I, we all uh, hijink away. Now, I will give a caveat. He wrote us that before him and I got together and basically said, you should do something for the show. So now it's kind of awkward. He's like, hey, you guys are doing a great job. And by you guys, I mean all of us. That's <laughs> Wink, wink. Right. I have one here from my buddy. I'm not going to read the entirety of it. I'm going to... Because there's names in here that uh, don't necessarily need to be named or want to be named. I don't know. Protecting the innocent. Uh, but his name is Eric. My buddy Eric. Not you, Eric. In case you get confused, this is not you. Okay. You know more than one Eric? I know a plethora. I have Eric's out the yin yang. Out the yin yang. All right. He says, uh, we were kind of going back and forth. So Eric is actually a uh, one of the vendors I work with at our work. And the other two people he'll mention in here, I'll just call them thing one and thing two, are... Um, other people that work with me, uh, companies that we have relationships with at, at my work. So I know these guys pretty well. I'd consider them all friends at this point, but they are, um, uh, you know, fellow, not employee, fellow working partnerships. Anyways, um, he said, that's exciting stuff, Cody. Overseas correspondence, guest appearances. This is all super cool to watch or listen to as you guys grow. Keep it up, buddy. I'll continue to share it with different people and provide you with any feedback possible um he said he just wanted to let me know that thing one and thing two uh were with me in my car yesterday for a road trip to fresno i should have left that out that makes them guilty already (laughs) no offense to our fresno listeners um i had your podcast on for about an hour for the drive when i turned it off uh to take a call I asked them if they wanted me to turn it back on or if we should just turn on the radio. They both replied with saying they thought it was cool and very interesting, and they both demanded, I'm going to use that word again, demanded that I turn it back on. Uh, he said, I only tell you this because I assume it's hard to get honest feedback, and the fact that it's positive feedback, I feel even more compelled to share, blah, 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 blah. So that's awesome. That is great. Cool. So we got two people who, actually, it's funny because uh, uh, I've gotten a number of people now that are actually listening, even though they have no interest in the subject matter. They just like hearing us be numbskulls. That's cool. Yeah, that's the opposite of when I'm in the car with my kids. Because I'll have it on, they'll <laughs> oh, be my, like, can my, we turn it off? My wife cannot listen to me talking to a microphone. <laughs> she cannot do it. Which means I can say whatever I want about her. It's completely sealed. It will never reach her ears. Yeah, my kids don't have no interest in it at all. Yeah, my girls even laugh. And they go, turn it off, Papa. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> 
So how is the beer? Have you guys taken a few sips now? Yeah, it's good. It is good. The, the um, mango is very subtle. And I don't like IPAs at all. The mango is subtle. Um, it, 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 there's some other flavor in there. I don't know what... I mean, I haven't read the can yet, but... It's good. I like it. Does it have any of the not, IPA that you're, you're, you're familiar no, with? No, it's it's just it doesn't have that hop profile right up front. Because the reason I don't like IPAs is just way too much hop. I yeah, mean, that's ridiculous. I, they they Especially in California, they try to outdo each other with making it as that's, hoppy as possible. And they have possible. like double and triple IPAs now, which right. I can't even imagine what that... It's just undrinkable. I, 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 I do not like them, but this is good. This is actually really smooth. That being said, if anybody wants to send us one, we'll drink it on air. Oh, sure. We'll drink anything. <laughs> we'll drink anything on air. Please don't send us unlabeled beverages with various liquids that are not beer. Are we ready to rate this, or are we going to do it later in the sure. show? Sure. What do you like? What, do you, what are you thinking? I don't know. What about, let's, let's let Dash go first. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Uh, how about um, 7 out of 13 mangoes? 13 mangoes. Okay. 7 out of 13? Yeah. So I I know Dustin. That means slightly above average, right? Yeah. All right. Because he's not going on a grade on a on a school grade. Oh, I was gonna say because that's five uh, that, He's going on the bell. That's a little over fifty percent. Yeah, which is above the bell curve. That's right. Oh, so uh, is that the, is that how we're doing? That's it? how okay. this this one. Okay. That's how that's this, how this one's gonna work. <laughs> yeah. All right. The uh, the gauntlet has been dropped. What is your rating out of thirteen mango, mangoes on the bell curve? I'd probably give it a six. I'd probably give it a 6 out of 13 mangoes. <laughs> After all that. He's not a huge fan. <laughs> no. I love this. I would give this 11. I thought, oh. wait, I, I thought it was the top of the bell curve. No, the bell is average. Oh, the bell is average. Yeah, most people oh. are average. Most okay. beers are average. He's saying this is slightly above average. Slightly above average. You, your oh scales goodness. are throwing so me off math. here. So much math involved oh, let me carry, in this podcast. Let me carry the one. Carry the one. Four, yeah, carry the four. <laughs> I'm giving uh, it 11 out of 13. I love this beer, and I that's why I purchased it. No, I'm going to give it, if I if that's the scale, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it like a, I'm going to give it a 10. 10 out of 13 mangoes. I smell smoke. What's that? Oh, it's coming, it's coming, oh, out, of, it's coming out of your ears. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're real. No one ever... Uh, you know, blame Eric of not giving his best when it comes to putting a review score together. That's right. He wasn't going to half-ass that. No. It's not so 10? You say 10? Yeah, I'm going to say 10. You like it. There you go. Okay. I do like it. That's more what I was expecting, so very cool. All right. Well, I think uh, we got Justin here, and if I can find the button, we should go ahead and have ourselves a little interview with him. Yo. Who is Dustin Newell? Who is Dustin? Uh, so I am a 30-something father of three. I've been married for 14 years. And, Congratulations. Uh, yeah. Uh, on the more... Oh, thank you. Um, more video game relevance. Uh, I have been around... I've been playing video games basically my whole life. So I've run the gamut. I'm you know very similar interests to you guys. Um the first uh, computer that I had, as, as I said earlier, was a uh, Commodore 128, and we played a lot of C64 games on that. Um, now, is it true that, because I never actually, I mentioned it earlier, but do you have to, you have to put it in C64 mode, right? Yeah, you had to, had to boot up and then do the whole load space, whatever, you know, the whole commands to get the game loaded. So you basically yeah. had to program it to, to play games on it. 
Like if you booted if you booted the machine, it would go into Commodore one twenty eight mode. But you could type go sixty four, like yep. literally type go sixty four, and it would go into sixty four mode. Yeah. There was also a button I think you could hold down if I remember right. I think so. Twenty eight, yeah. and then when it booted, if you booted up with this button it held down, it would go into that mode. Yeah, it would go into that. Hmm. And then the only thing, I, the weird thing about the C one twenty eight is it has an eighty column mode, which is awesome. But nothing supported it, and you had to have a special monitor to actually see it in color. Well, a lot of the computers did that, right? Your Apple, or a lot of the Apple IIs, like if I go out the back, it's 40 column, but you have to have a special monitor to see it in 80 column. Yep. And I think that's the same with a couple of the other computers I have now, too. So, anyway. Hmm. Sorry, so, yeah, we continue. Had the, continue we had the on. five and a quarter disk drive on it, had the yep. cartridges, had all that stuff. Um, we used the the monitor from that for a long time after we got rid of the computer to hook up our game consoles too and it's a good monitor. Play on that, the, the, yeah. co- the old co- was it a Commodore monitor? Yeah, yeah seventeen oh one. Those are awesome monitors. I mean, That's what I use in yeah. my room. I don't have it in here, but was that the first computer you ever used in uh, your life? Pretty much. I mean, my, my uncle had a, had a, an original Macintosh, but the first computer that my family owned was was that. So I, I've had some experience with like the Apple II and with the, before with the that Macintosh. computer. You think around the same around time. the same time? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I was the Mac guy. I had the Mac Plus. I always find it interesting what per, what first computer like people touched and actually used. I know it really explains a lot about them, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it does. <laughs> So yeah, no, I uh, grew up on NES and, and Genesis and Super Nintendo. You know, the first console, first video game console that I personally owned that we had in the house was a Super Nintendo. But I we played on the the NES in like uh, the youth centers and stuff, and had friends who ho- owned it and stuff. But we saved up our you know lawnmower money and and got a Super Nintendo with the Mario Kart bundle, so Mario Kart and Super Mario World. Um, Didn't that come with All Stars too, or no? Uh, they had a bunch of different bundles. Mm-hmm. There was the Mario Kart one. There was, um, I think, I think a Mario bundle that came with like Mario World and Mario All Stars, and had a whole bunch of different packages. But we got the Super uh, the Super Mario Kart one. So I'm a huge Mario Kart fan. Bundles See, are bundles are cool. I they are. I like looking in the on eBay and the like UK eBay because you see all the Amiga bundles. <laughs> yeah, the Batman bundle. Yeah, I was thinking of that one specifically. And there's like another like six and one bundle in the games. You're just like, why did they pick those games? And there's it's some so really random. oddball games in there. But the funny thing is, Super Nintendo was the first console I bought with my own money as an adult. Hmm. Grown ass, but I was in my twenties when I bought it. <laughs> and but I don't remember there being a pack in title. I mean, with mine. Like did did it have a pack in title or I know there was bundles but um I, I think they started doing the the bundles uh, or it, it, I mean it came in inside the box so it was like a, a special bundle with the, with the game in it and yeah it, it wasn't like when it first came out it was more within like the first six months or a year or something hmm. so uh yep Had played a lot of Super Nintendo games that's uh very close to my heart um and then uh, after uh, Super Nintendo I, I discovered uh more uh, bigger into, in, into computer games uh we family upgraded to a, an old 386 mm-hmm. i think the um the brand was leading edge I yeah leading edge. i do remember leading edge. edge really i absolutely do yeah first one i remember is gateway yeah gateway was a big one leading edge uh hewlett not hewlett packard but um compact. packard bell packard bell i packard remember bell, Pac- yeah. bell. packard bell, packard bell compact, compact and, was too yeah. yeah but i remember packard bells were very popular for a while because they were so cheap yeah, so we uh, we had that, and you know, Windows three three point one, Windows ninety five, Windows ninety eight, and then I got into building computers. So I, the first computer I built was like a Pentium one hundred and fifty, had like 
I don't know, eight or 16 megs of RAM. Like, you know, uh, I put in a two X CD burner. It was, it was, it was great. Two <laughs> X. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out. So, um, I'm familiar with a lot of the, the windows, uh, windows titles and, uh, you know, a lot of those shareware type games in the nineties, like commander Keen and yeah. Cosmos quest. You, so Duke you probably heard me on the show. Oh yeah. Duke Nukem, the original. Yeah. I, I always talk about jazz Jackrabbit. I remember loving the crap out of that game. You remember that one at all? I, I remember. I, I don't think I ever played it. I remember. Okay. I remember hearing of it or, or seeing it, but I don't think I played that one. After Is you that told a... me about that last time, because we talked about that on the show once, we um, I loaded up on the the Mist FPGA, the Mister that I have. Yeah, and it worked great. The Jazz Jackrabbit. I love that game. And yeah. they made the, and it, this back then too, especially on computers. I know like Lemmings did this and mm-hmm. a couple other things. They came out with a Christmas version, like a shareware, like they, a lot of six games levels that. that are Christmas themed for free. Yep. So that's the one I actually played, like owned. The other ones my friends actually had, but because um, we were all Mac, we were always all Mac. Um, oh yeah, no, it was I was a PC household for a long time. <laughs> yeah, hey, we'll, we'll we'll get into that switchover. I'm jealous. Um, Do you know how hard it was as a kid to look through MacWorld or whatever it was, right. and they only had like four pages of games because that's all the games they had available. That's all they had, yeah, and it was the same games for like five years. How much did if it... I had to see uh, Gabriel Knight? Again, <laughs> like take up a whole half a page of my Macworld magazine. I was going to tear it out and kick it down the street. How, how much did it kill you when Microsoft bought Bungie? At that they point, were a huge Mac developer. I don't think I, I didn't follow stuff closely enough to know what that even meant. Okay. But I did have Marathon. Yeah, and because everyone else had Doom, I finally got Marathon. My and my parents did not want me to buy violent games. Mm. So they couldn't know that you were shooting things in the game. It was just called Marathon. So like, okay, I'll get my kid Marathon. Right. right. And I think my mom it's a was running a- game. <laughs> I think my mom was okay with it because you're shooting like aliens and yeah. they had like yellow blood. Yeah. Um, but like Doom, she would not have gone for it. Yeah, no, you see my- the guy bleeding in the corner, his face. And <laughs> stuff. My, my parents definitely were not about like Wolfenstein and Doom and all that. But that didn't stop me from playing them. What, mom? I'm just going through Germany, killing Nazis and Mecha Hitlers after me. And- right. So yeah, I, uh, I got into uh, uh, a lot of first-person shooters like the Quakes and the Dooms and the Half-Life and, and Chex Quest, Unreal Tournament. Chex Quest, I play Chex Quest. <laughs> yeah, I have um, Quake and Unreal Tournament, and then lots of mods for that. Me and my friends, uh, we used to get together, get bring all our computers together, and have LAN parties. Yeah, so we'd set up in the garage and. I'm so jealous of that. Well, I'm that- so I'm so old that I mean I had a I was working at a book publisher at the time, and we. We would have LAN parties after work every single day. So 5 o'clock came, we'd play Unreal Tournament, yeah. and we'd just do LAN, Unreal Tournament, we'd do Age of Empires. Like, every night it was something different. I'm so right. jealous of that, because I never had friends that were into this stuff. That's why I'm, like, geeking out on it right now when I'm 36. Right. Uh, but I only I only did one LAN party, if you want to call it ever, and it was after I went to college, graduated college, ended up getting a house with my wife, and, like, one year in... I found out the neighbors next to us actually uh, went to one of them went to junior high with me. Oh, wow. And so we uh, ended up hanging out, and he had a bunch of friends that did that kind of stuff back in the day. And so one day we're like, let's just do a LAN party. And the only game we could all like install on the computer was Serious Sam. <laughs> so we did we did a serious yeah. Sam land party. Fun. It's it's a lot of work getting everyone yep. on the same network, getting all the same game, getting everyone together, getting people want, wanting to play the same game. And Not to mention back in the day you had to have CRTs, right? And, and oh, so yeah. I want to say, so, that, yeah, <laughs> trying to carry those seventeen inch CRT. Yeah. That, you know, so I want to say when we did it, <laughs> exactly when we did it, we did it at my house. I think we got like six people there. Yeah, we all had CRTs in our computers, and we had all the problems you just mentioned. So I feel like I did experience land parties the right way it took us three hours to finally get everything up and yeah. running 
we played for like 30 minutes and like two of the guys already like quit and were doing their own thing. <laughs> That's too bad. We, we were definitely a well-oiled machine at, at one point. I, uh, I ended up investing in it and I bought a 24-port 10100 switch, Netgear switch, so we didn't have to worry about daisy-chaining stuff together. So we all, always have enough ports for people. Um, we uh, had a big LAN party uh, for Y2K. We had called it LAN 2K. And I think <laughs> nice. I was online, like connected to the internet, playing StarCraft, like when the Waiting for over. everything to yeah, like waiting, shut down. Waiting for the world to burn. I was like, nope, it, everything's going to be fine. <laughs> and it was. And we actually uh, had a reunion LAN party uh, almost 10 years ago, LAN 2K10, and we're going to have another one <laughs> in, awesome. uh, in 2020. So, Are you really? Yeah. Well, well, that's coming uh, we'll, up. Yeah, we'll we'll plan that, and maybe you can uh, maybe maybe you can come. Like, yeah, I've got a I've got a laptop that's capable of playing games now. Right, depends what you play. In uh, real yeah. tournament, we can do that. So now um, that pretty much brings me to where I am now. I work for a small fruit themed technology company. You've probably never heard of. I've heard of Raspberry Pi. <laughs> Different <laughs> pie. Orange Pi, the knockoff version. No orange pie. <laughs> I work for Apple. Oh, that one. Yeah. I've heard of that one. You've heard of Apple? No, I was gonna such say, a small company. I was going to say, at this point, when I think of you, and I think we mentioned this in the last show, I think of you as uh, online game-centric mm-hmm. and Nintendo-centric mm-hmm. and um, very passionate about Apple and their products. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> that's a, a, it was a big change for me. I, uh, I got a job at Apple uh, same year I got married, so 14 years ago. This is actually, this month will be 14 years. Uh, and when I got to Apple, it was uh, I was in that mindset of building PCs, doing LAN parties, that sort of stuff. So it was very ant- antithetical to uh, my experience. But I went full bore into it, and I haven't looked back. I, I, I consider Apple computers to be really, really good. Not overpriced, just good. You get what you pay for. It's like a, it's like a, it's like <laughs> like a Ferrari, it. you know? If you want something nice, something... Oh, that's a bad tuned. example. They break down a lot. Uh, Lamborghini? <laughs> I don't, I don't I'm know 80s? anything about cars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. I don't think most of our listeners do, so we're good. So that's me. No, right on. For those who don't know, uh, yeah, like obviously, Bay Area, Cupertino is where Apple kind of started and uh, the whole thing, but in Elk Grove, Apple is the largest employer in Elk Grove. Yeah. By far. So we have a very large Apple campus, right? We call it yeah. a campus or yeah. a facility or a... Yeah, four buildings. We uh, opened it up in the mid- early 90s. It was manufacturing for a while. And then we switched over to um, operations and tech support. And, and um, we have um, one of the buildings we leased to Pegatron to do iPhone repairs. Cool. All right, Eric, quick question. What do you hate most about Apple products? <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you. Well, being a technology guy myself, I, I do remember um, being a technology guy, I mainly focus on servers. Mm-hmm. And I do remember, because um, I worked for a book publisher, they wanted a Mac server. And this was back in the... The X-Serve? Late, yeah, late 90s, early 2000s. And Got I do, in my garage. And I do remember trying, like, getting it up and running and just how it just did not interoperate with all the stuff in our Windows environment. And it was just a nightmare to administrate and... Just eventually, we just got rid of it and replaced it with a like a good old Dell PC server that they used because you could install like Mac plugins into it to make it work and all good that. Good old Dell. Yeah. Oh, sorry, good Dustin. Dell. I heard it too. I heard it too. <laughs> hey, I, I have a Mac at home. I got it, and it works great. The family loves it. it. We I've had that Mac for ten years, and it's still our main like computer we use. I've got one right there. Yeah, we got a couple of fruit themed items right there. <laughs> A little but, older, but yeah, just I mean, from my perspective, being a you know a network engineer, I it, it 
it's too bad they didn't get into that space stronger. But you know, that's that, that, those are my feelings about it. I mean, I think the equipment's good. Yeah. So let's go ahead and ask Dustin some questions. How about that, Dustin? Shoot. Favorite game. Whatever oh, that means. Favorite, favorite game off the top of my head. Video, old video game. Uh, Super Metroid. Monopoly doesn't count. Super Metroid. Super, see? Super see? Metroid. The first Super Metroid? Yeah. Okay. That's, well, on, the, on the Super Nintendo. There's well, not a second there, there's Super only, Metroid. There's only Super well, Metroid. That's right. That's true. There was Metroid. Metroid. And Metroid 2. Super Metroid. Super Metroid, yeah. I, I beat Metroid on the NES, but I never did beat the one. The Super Metroid. Super Metroid. I, well, I'm with one. Dustin. I love it. However, I think you and I disagree that AM2R, I like it better. Oh, then then Metroid Two, another Metroid Two I, I remake. Think, I, I like them both. I just They're I like really I like good. the official Nintendo one better. Yeah, yeah. Which favorite arcade game? Oh, I was never really big into arcade. Um, something about like just dumping endless quarters into a machine to to beat it. That was the dream. Didn't appeal to me so much. So I mean, I liked like like doing the free play arcades. You get Area Fifty One, you grab both guns, and then you do yeah akimbo. There you go, akimbo. <laughs> yeah, that's why I always talk about. That's why I like kind of the typically older arcade games where you put in one quarter, you try it, and then when you get a score, you put a quarter in and try again. Yeah, there is no just yeah pay to win. Uh, we can get to that in a second because you and I, Eric, played some games. We did to pay to win, kind of, kind of. All right. Um, do you own any old Apple products that you actually use, or uh, old like, Apple products? I mean, the oldest product, not I like have... an iPhone two that the kids use as a toy. Now. I still have my original iPhone. Uh, there you go. I don't know if it works. Um, uh, the first one was a big deal. Yeah, it was. The first a big iPhone deal. was a big deal. I remember having to support it as a as a tech. Yeah. kind of guy but it was a big deal yeah, yeah. it changed changed the world i think yeah uh, that's the, probably the oldest product i currently own i i had computers some apple computers before that but i i didn't have any apple hardware until i started working at apple so it was mostly um right before the intel transition we had uh like an i think i might have a um maybe an ibook or no might have been a macbook i'm not sure so it's, yeah, it's still, I mean, I guess that's still like 10, 12 years old. But. I had a Wall Street. Do you know the Wall Street? Yeah, the, uh, the power MacBook? Book? Yeah, the, no, it was, a, it was a, I don't know what it technically was called, but it was the black one with the white logo uh-huh. on the back that lit up. The Wall portable Street. or? It was the portable. Was yeah, the, yeah. The so I think, I, I think, I think it was a power book. Okay. Yeah. It's called I think the Wall Street? Yeah, that's what, yeah. It was, that's what its code name was or right. whatever it was. But I remember I, I bought that with my own money, but I used it at work a lot. It was a good laptop. It was a long time ago, but. Yeah. I think the oldest Apple I have is my Apple 2C now, the 2C Plus, that won't the handle, the portable Yeah, is one. that older? Than, oh, you still have your Apple 2, though. The Apple 2 GS. Oh, GS. But Same I, one I have. The Apple 2C came before that, I think. Yeah, because the Apple 2 GS was the last one they came out with in the Apple 2 line. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. I got a bunch of Macintoshes still. <clears throat> trying to get... Yeah, I'm still the... trying to get rid of that batch. We'll, we'll catch up to that next week, or <laughs> are, two are, weeks. Are you telling me you want to give me a, an old Mac? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I, think I think that's what he's saying. Hey, what happened to your Commodore 128? Where is it? I, I'm not sure. I, uh, it's in an attic somewhere. It, Go find it. Where yeah. in the world is the C128? Yeah, I mean, it was a fa- it was a family computer. I, I know I know we kept the monitor for a long time, but the computer my parents probably just got rid of at some point. Ah. I didn't. I know, right? Like, there's Lost. so many there's so many things. <laughs> there's so many things. You can that talk they got over the of. sound effects. Yeah, you're gonna get used to that. <laughs> there's so many things that they got rid of that I wish I still had. Like, I I, I had uh, almost a completed. Um, 
second was it second edition uh magic the gathering uh-huh. card game Ooh, you want yeah. to talk about that we uh cody and i've talked about that quite a bit i still have a lot of my old magic yeah. second edition now, cards. i played i played in the 90s and i had almost a complete full set yeah. and i'm gonna nerd out on you it went alpha beta unlimited third edition alpha so, beta unlimited mm-hmm. I'm, it must have been unlimited might have been unlimited. Al- no one, oh, almost no one owns Alpha. Hmm. Yeah, the beta, right. beta actually got out there, and then Unlimited when it was really got big, and then there was oh, it, it was revised. It was, it was the one that had the, the Black Lotus and Sarah Angel and uh, the, thr- uh, the, the what were the green things called? The thralls or thralls or um, the green thing? See, the Black Lotus was in the edition. What was in a previous edition? I had Sarah Angels. So I think that was the yeah, they, oh, third Sarah, edition. Sarah Angel. Third? I think they still have Sarah they Angel in like thirteenth yeah. edition now. Yeah, okay. So, but yeah, Black Lotus and everything dropped out in Unlimited. Okay. And then there was Revised. So which maybe got rid Unlimited of is what I have. I really don't know. I don't. It's been so long. I, don't I haven't remember. played. I need a sound effect in here. It goes nerd alert. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. That's a very loud sound. That'll do. Yeah. Yeah. I also want to thank the neighborhood kids for joining our show. Yeah, yeah outside. Yeah, if you it, guys could it, hear them earlier, it gives it a festive ambiance. And they're not to the even podcast. patrons. No, we should charge them. I know. Don't you guys realize that you have to pay us at least a dollar a month to <laughs> join the show? Um, I, gentlemen, mm-hmm. have a game show for you. Exciting. Are you excited about this? I'm so we, excited. I hinted at it last last week, uh, but you guys know how I enjoy um, games with really lame names. <laughs> so this, you can see it says top secret on my notes here. Mm-hmm. Let me make sure I have this all. <laughs> all right, guys. Um, actually, I don't know a name for this yet, but I do have a, uh, an intro here. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Is It a Real Game or Not? Is Eric? It, oh, real video game. All right. I'm <laughs> ready. I got to wake up. All right. Eric I'm ready. And Dash. I'm on it. You can call me Dustin. I'm going back and forth. It, <laughs> I'm just going to start calling you 16 here shortly. I'm going to call you a horse by no name. I have five rounds here. Okay. Of a various number of games, mostly three or four. One of the games is fake. The other two are real game names, and these have all been released uh, within... Uh, most of them have been released within the last year or two, but... Round number one. Is it A, Slap Happy Clowns, B... Ultimate Chicken Horse, C, Stick Fight, the game. I want you to think about it. I want you to think about it. Tell me when you have your answer. Which one of those got my is not? Is not a real game. The real game. I've okay. got it, yeah. A. I, I picked A, too. I, I have Ultimate Chicken Fight, or Horse, or whatever that <laughs> you, is. You don't even know what it's called, but you have it. <laughs> my, my kids have it. <laughs> All right. Well, I have buttons here to say yes and no, too. You guys are correct. Yeah. Happy Clowns is not. Nice. Excellent. <clears throat> you are tied. Okay. <laughs> well, I didn't know it was competitive. I thought we were cooperative. <laughs> no, no. This is that's what I'm saying. I need you guys to know what you're saying and stick All right. to it. All right. All right. The All trust right. factor. Truck fix 2019. Truck fix. Truck fix okay. 2019. Okay. B simulator. Toy trucks and trains simulator. Robot Roller Derby Disco Dodgeball. Oof. <laughs> um, the music is cooperating so well. I love this. Yeah. <laughs> Can you repeat the second one for me? I'll go through them all again here real quick. Okay. A, Truck Fix 2019. Yep. B, B Simulator. C, 
Toy Trucks and Trains Simulator. D, Robot Roller Derby Disco Dodgeball. I'm going to pick B Simulator. B Simulator is not the right game. What do you say, Dustin? Um, the Toy Trucks and Trains one. Eric? <laughs> Dustin? Is that good? The, yeah, correct, I, I, the correct wrong answer. <laughs> There's no game called Toy Trucks and Trains Simulator. Oh, nice. Bee Simulator is actually having a physical Switch release shortly. Wow. Wow. So right. if you want to pick that up. That sounds fun. Go ahead and grab it. You can pollinate the things out the yin-yang. Yes. Eric. I'm failing. All right. So Hold it's ahead. two to one. Keep Hold your own ahead. score. You but you know what really is failing? Your sound effects, because I couldn't tell who won and who didn't What do you mean? <laughs> you keep that? asking me to turn down your sound. All right. <laughs> Round three. All right. <clears throat> duck Life Battle Gravity Duck Super Destronaut 2 Go Duck Yourself <laughs> Duck 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 Boom <laughs> I'm sensing a theme There's a theme there <laughs> I'm sensing a theme in this one Which I really enjoyed because three of those are real games Wow What, what was the first one again? A Duck Life Battle duck, duck, okay. B Gravity Duck C Super Destronaut 2, go duck yourself. D, duck, 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 boom. I'm going to pick the first one. Duck Life. Go and let Duck Life Battle. A. Duck Life Battle. I'm going to pick that one. Uh, the third <clears throat> one is too good not to be true. I'm going to go with the second one. And two wrong answers. Oh. The correct wrong answer is Duck, 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 Boom, which I made up. I think that should be a game. That's a good name. <laughs> it's a good I name. like, yeah, Super Destronaut Go Duck Yourself. Yeah. These are all games that have just been released like in a month on on the online Nintendo I haven't heard store. any of these. Duck Life Battle, Gravity, Duck. You Super can get D these on the Switch? There's like three more duck games, too. I had <laughs> options. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> right now, it's still two to one. Don't call it a comeback, Eric. Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> You just don't like my sound effects. I, I, that, it's not a good negative one. It sounds. Mean? I love that. That That's sounds like great bad. to me. That sounds great to me. <laughs> you got first place. <laughs> sounds good. All right, I'll use a different sound. How about? That's better. There you go. All That's right, better. we'll go there. Okay. All right, is it? Only three on this one. Okay. Hamsterdam, Paws of Justice. That's one name. The fabulous Mr. Frog. Sheep in Hell. The Fabulous Mr. Frog's fake, fake one. B, Fabulous Mr. Frog. Yeah, I'm going to agree. I think it's B, too. You guys we are correct. It. That yes. is the fake name I made up, although I'd play the hell out of the Fabulous Mr. Frog. All right. I actually put this one up here as a tiebreaker, which means Dustin pretty much already won. Uh, but just for the heck of it, Dustin, because you're in the lead, let's see if you can keep that lead or if you tie it up for an ultimate lose-tie situation. Yes. There are two. You're going to know this one because you go on the Nintendo store. That's all right. These are two games. One of them is real, one is not. You're taking the whole choice here. Is it Who Shot Percy the Perm Peppercorn or The Caged Garden Cock Robin? <laughs> uh, the Peppercorn. Wow! That means I invented that name. Yeah. I, did, you, did you enjoy that one? Yeah, Who shot good. Percy the Perm Peppercorn? No, the Caged Garden Cock Robin is an actual game that just got released on the Nintendo Switch as well. So, well done. So, so they were both? Congratulations. That is to Dustin, who just they won two to one. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Big victory. What do you, how do you feel about yourself right now? Oh, man, I'm feeling good. It might be the beer, but I'm feeling good. <laughs> because you uh, didn't guess the, the caged cock? 
Peppercorn Robin, whatever it was? Yes, that. What's your favorite name out of those? What do you guys enjoy? <laughs> Uh, one of the uh, the duck duck. Yeah, duck. I think mine. Uh, yeah, duck 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 boom. See, I made. I feel good about you, that. You, See, you, that you should be a game. Start a game. Put just, it put it on the app store. <clears throat> take yeah. that. Take that. Just like everything else in the app store or any Android store or whatever, it doesn't need to be good. Yeah. It's called duck 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 boom. I'm buying that for ninety nine cents all, all right. day long. Absolutely. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, uh, without further ado, I think it is time for the news. <laughs> So Eric and I have a whole bunch of topics here, as we usually do, and Dustin, feel free to chime in and uh, tell me what you think. Yeah. Um, item number one, a new game. Well, actually, it's a port. And I saw this on Indie Retro News. Brooks 4, the Super Duper Blaster for the C64. Yeah, I couldn't remember if you or I put this on the list, because I actually downloaded and played this, so... So I didn't, but I played this when I first got my Atari 800XL. Oh, really? Yep. So it that's where a- it was ported from. I believe so. I played that about four or five months ago on there. How did you like it? I loved it. It was like Berserk, but better. Berserk, but better. You, it was you, like an RPG Berserk. You basically have to stop, and then that's when you can fire in any direction. And then once you go again, you can't fire and move at the same that's, time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, which is cool. I think but it's you also a had element. to like, find keys and things. It well, there was, the keys are always say, behind a force field. Would you say it was a Berserk with RPG elements? <laughs> with uh, It was like Souls-like. It's like Bur- souls like <laughs> it's a Burkavania. Burkavania. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, but yeah. Ion, so uh, the keys are like behind a force field, right? And then you you move your guy over there. You got to shoot through the force field. Not, not a, yeah, like a brick wall or whatever. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. Shoot through them while things are constantly attacking you. So you got to kind of yep. time it and go to a certain corner and let the guys follow you over there so you can create some space and quickly run over and get the key or shoot the guys. Or... At least on the C64 version, I didn't know that you could look at the map because I think you hit a key, if I remember right, to look at the map. Okay. So you 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 can look at a map and see which way you're making through through the levels. Um, once I found that out, I, I, I enjoyed the game a lot more. But it, I think it's got cool mechanics to it. It's a great game. Yeah, I, I put some time into that one. It's a good one. Uh, the build engine is added again. <clears throat> all right. Remember, this is the uh, engine that makes uh, Duke Nukem 3D and Shadow Warrior and all those old classic games. Yeah, the, uh, what we talked about. Games, yeah. yeah. Uh, and there is a new game that is now released called Ion Fury. Okay. And that's all I have to say about that. But it's like a new game. And I think you can download it on Steam. It's probably like 20 bucks. I'm just totally spitballing. For PC? Yeah, Steam game. But yeah, I love that engine. So I'm all about that. I tried the new Shadow Warrior game because they made a new version of Shadow mm-hmm. Warrior. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't great. They, oh, okay. they went over the top trying to make it like funny and offensive like the original one, yeah. which it was, but the gameplay was kind of boring. I'm currently down a, a, a machine to actually play PC games because my laptop died. It's been a while now. Well, I just haven't moved to actually fix it because I, I have, a, like you, I have a backlog of games on my Switch, on my Xbox. You know what I heard is good is a um, Macintosh Wall Street. Yeah. <laughs> if I yeah, can make a suggestion. Yeah. It's not, it wasn't good. I have a hard time playing PC games on that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Chun-Li, there you are, you're back. Back from... Japan! I got a classics back in here, boys. The nice. soundboard is loaded and ready to go. Awesome. I like you it. lose! That was for Eric, by the way, after the, uh, after the, <laughs> the game, game the game show. Dustin? Yeah. You win! There you go. Yeah. Uh, have you guys seen this game, Pacific Wings, on the eShop? Do they call it the eShop anymore, or is it just a Nintendo it's store? Nintendo store, I think, yeah. Yeah. Have you seen this game, Pacific I, Wings? I have not seen it. 
Um, I kind of want to type this in and bring it up for you guys. This is like the most blatant uh, 1942 ripoff ever. Now, 1942, that was that the one with the annoying whistle sound? Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I believe so, yes. Yeah. Yeah, like when they did, uh, I forget what they did here, but... Because I really like 1942 in the arcade, but that whistling sound on most ports is is great. Was 1942 on the NES as well? Yeah. Yeah. I think I played it on the NES. Yep. So there you go. I've got it up here on the big the big screen. Oh, yeah. It's kind of choppy right now, but... Even the plane looks like uh, from 1942. Right, yeah, the, the dual... And they've uh, got... I mean, I don't know how they can even... I mean, it's 1942. I mean, maybe it's different code or whatever, but... I mean, even the, the text and everything. It probably has different enemy formations and stuff like that, but it's still pretty... Yeah, see, it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Can, can I guess a price for this game? Uh, you can guess. I don't know if I have an answer for it. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, it looks like a $1.99 game. I believe it was like five bucks. Actually, Oof, I would not pay five bucks for that. No, but that's still like two dollars cheaper than they're selling their their like throwback games. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, I actually have a bunch in a row here. Sorry about that, Eric. I'm hogging the radio. No, no, please. Um, did you guys see this one, Los Amores de Brunilda? Not I by have, that name, at least. No. I have not seen it. Mm-mm. But All could right. you say that with a more Spanish accent, yes. please? Los Amores, Los Amores de Brunilda. There that was like go. a uh, semi-romantic, uh, aggressive Spanish yes. Spaniard. Uh, my name is Juan Porto. Um One of the most acclaimed 8-bit freeware games now released for the MSX2. And I never... I, now, this is the one we talked about. It's an RPG, right? It, it, yeah. Well, yes. I'm gonna, mm, yeah. Mm. <laughs> so did, did, did you my play it? My definitive answer was that. Did you play it? I did. I was super excited because it's a brand new MSX2 game. Okay. And I said, hells yeah. So, um, it's gorgeous, first of all. Let me, let me, again, let me pull it up. So, I looked this up, and it says it was a, you know, a most acclaimed 8-bit freeware game on the MSX2. Um, and so I, of course, looked up and saw where it came out before, and it was actually a ZX Spectrum game. Is it in English? Uh, my version is, yes. Okay. I think it was, you know, naturally Spanish. I think you, if I remember correctly, you can select the language at the beginning. All right. Um... Here we go. I'm bringing it up right is it, now. Is it a good translation, or is it like, a winner is you? No, it's it's solid. Oh, okay. No, it's not Japanese translated. It's Spanish translated. They have Latin knowledge, so it came across. Oh, of course, the version I'm pulling up here on the uh, on the computer is showing. But it'll still show the gameplay. In Espanol. Boom. Look at this thing. That looks really good. Right? I mean, it looks like a, um, almost like a 16-bit RPG, actually. Yeah. Is the MX2 16-bit? Or is no, it still 8-bit? It's, it's still 8-bit. It's a, Z, is, it's is a it? Z80, Z80 processor. Gotcha. Is it like a um, so TurboGrafx-16 like where it's actually 8-bit, but it's got a 16-bit processor for video? I don't think so. I think it's straight 8-bit. It's just well-programmed. Anyways, yeah, you, uh, here's the screen. You kind of look, you're doing kind of fetch quests. So I thought it was kind of like an RPG, which it, I guess it is an RPG to a point. Because uh, they even chose in the, inst- in the instructions of, you know, this button is fire. Well, you don't actually fire. Yeah. Later in the instructions, it says fire means you get to like, interact with things. Correct. So realistically, it's a game where you go around doing kind of fetch quests. And yeah. You have to find things, and it's still really fun. And then eventually, and once I got to scene three, you actually do get to some um, elements where like rocks are falling. You have to dodge rocks, and there are enemies that walk back and forth, so you have to kind of memorize their patterns and kind of walk around them and get things. I played a, a good amount of it, and uh, the only problem I had was that it's a password save system. Yeah. And you only get a password at the end of each uh, episode or scene or whatever it is. So I eventually got to a part here. Let's see if I can fast forward to it. 
where um, I was indeed trying to dodge things that were being... Eh, I guess I'm not going to be able to find it here. Oh, this is only 12 minutes into the game. That's why I thought this was a full long play. Uh, where where enemies were trying to attack me. And they, you have to go basically through these four huge mazes yeah, and beat bosses at the end of each maze. Now, that was kind of cool because the bosses were actually like uh, rhythm games, up, down, left, right, or or the button. Oh, nice. And so you kind of had to do it better than the boss did to beat the boss. So that was kind of fun. But I kept getting like three bosses in, and then on the fourth one, fourth maze, dying. Okay. And it's back to the beginning. You have to type in the password again. It's almost where like a game like this you might want to emulate. Just so you can do uh, game state saves. Yeah, but I have my real MSX too. <clears throat> I know, but I'd still suggest playing it. I'll probably go back to it. I, yeah, I, I, it was really good. Um, let me show you the Spectrum version because I did look to the Spectrum version to uh, try to get an idea of where to go on some of these. Yeah. Um, boop, boop, boop. You can see the specky colors there. It's ke- clearly a 128 game, uh, 128K Spectrum, not a 48K. Mm-hmm. Um, there you go. With all its color clash glory, all the characters are outlined by black boxes. Um, but yeah, very specky. But you can tell it's the same game. Yep. But definitely a graphic overhaul for the MSX2 version. It's like a whole new game. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually looks pretty good for the ZX Spectrum, though. Oh yeah, that looks like a playable game. I mean, it looks pretty slick. Yeah, I like it. Cool. I'd suggest it. It was fun. I'll go back to it. You and I uh, mentioned, I mentioned Slay the Spire to you earlier this week. You did. Uh, week, some, for some reason. Well, the reason was, um, is actually kind of news, but whatever. Um, they're coming out with a physical version of it. And uh, it's going to be, luckily it's not a limited run game or any of that garbage. It's going to be released like on, on you know retail stores or Amazon or whatever. What kind, what kind of game was that? So the reason I brought this up is because it is basically the, like a modern interpret- uh, interpretation of like a card fighter clash. Oh, that's right. That's right. So it's a, do you have a Switch? Dustin? I do, yeah. Yeah? Okay. Nintendo-centric. He's got it. Oh, that's right. Good. Okay. I've got a GameCube, too. A whole bunch of titles. In fact, I think you two, <laughs> I think you two are both of my, uh, both, literally both of my Switch friends. <laughs> the <laughs> only two on your Actually, list. I think Tim's not, might be on there, too. My, it's either two or three. Actually, and there's a kid down the street. <laughs> Which, I have Tim on mine as well. i got to add Dustin now, though. There we yeah. go. All right. Well, what I'm thinking is the three of us can actually do like something online now. Yeah, three people locally at the, in the same time zone. Right. With that online service, I'm not sure we'll be able to do much. But... What are you talking about? I pay for it. <laughs> I pay money for that service. It's got to be good. We will see. We will see. Anyways, this game has been getting like crazy good reviews, like 90s and 95% out of 100. And, and you're saying it's going to have a physical release. It is, soon. yeah. Soon? Um, yeah, it should be any, any day now. But is there a digital release right now? Oh, yeah. It's right. the same price, 30 bucks. Hmm. I like physical. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll talk about that on the next episode of Pixel Guide In because I have a question I want to ask you guys about that. But. Right on, cool. Uh, Mega Man Zero and ZX Collection Ooh, that's coming exciting. out for yeah. So they always release the different Mega Man collections, and they have the Legacy collections or the X collections. They have all these all these yeah. collections, but they haven't never actually released. I think since the DS, right? They don't. They have not released no. uh, a Wh- compilation of Mega Man was Zero ZX? games. Was, that, was there was there two two characters in that one or? I actually have not played a ZX. I've played because I played all the Zero games. The Zero games were on the GBA. Yeah, I played the heck out of those. And then the ZX, I believe, were on DS. Huh. I don't think I've played those. The only ones I've ever played were on NES. So I like I haven't Oof, played any yeah. after that. Have you played the mo- the more modern ones like nine, ten, and eleven? Nope, not mm, at all. Nine and ten are good. Are they? And they're just as good as the old ones, in my yeah. opinion. 
which people have a lot of opinions about that, but I love all the Mega Man games. Yeah. We talked about it once on an episode, which ones to start with. Like, which Mega Man should I start with if I'm playing the NES version? Yeah, two or three. Yeah. The answer is two or three. That was the consensus. And if yeah. you start with three, start with Top Man. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I think we talked about that. There's, there's we a, did. a specific order. There the people is. who don't know there's an order hate the games because they're really hard, but once you figure out what boss you start with, right. then it kind of, you know, if you beat Waterman, well, then go fight Fireman. You can use Waterman's weapon on Fireman. Right. That and makes sense. And every once in a while, they get to a point where it doesn't make sense. They're like, a fire? Uh, I don't know. Dust man. I guess that does make sense. Fire. Anyways. Um, boom, boom, boom. Oh, that's... A, that's a, I keep saying that's news because I'm not used to this being our news segment. This is news segment. Eric, what are you letting me talk like this for? We're doing the news. <laughs> Gosh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> we'll put that in errata. Hey, a new way forward game we've been talking about for a while now finally came out, and that is River City Girls, and it's all over Twitter. Like it blew up. Oh, really? Um, yeah, it's a beat 'em up. It's by Way Forward, and it's I guess loosely based on the River City Ransom type games. Oh, wow! Modern and beat 'em up, and anime girls kicking butt. And uh, unfortunately, I've been seeing like seven, seven and a half out of ten, which is good. Are there, like, free, free panties in the box? Or? That's what you said last time, dude. <laughs> that's the exact same hilarious joke you made last time. Well, that's not a joke. I'm asking. <laughs> They're still not there, Eric. I'm asking for a friend. If you, <laughs> if you go ahead and order me a copy, I'll throw them in and give them to you so that you can pretend they came with the... No, there are no panties in the box. Can I, can I hear a Chun-Li, please? Oh. Did you think that was funny, Chun-Li? <laughs> she did. That was a very polite laugh. Yes, yes it was. It's almost like she was embarrassed, like Mean, it was improper to, for her to laugh. Meanwhile, she's spinning upside down with showing her panties, but okay. <laughs> and kicking people in the Flying face. Flying bird kick! I was thinking about the other day, like, nowadays if we released a fighting game where dudes beat up women, would that be okay? <laughs> It'd be risky, but... Would that be risky or would that be woman empowerment? I don't know. I'm well, just gonna, that's for debate. <laughs> um... I think you got the next one, Eric. I'll shut up. All right. So the next one is, and this is, when I put this on the list, it wasn't big news. Now it's everybody knows this, but the Nintendo Online is now releasing Super Nintendo games. What? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, thank you. excited. And they're no longer doing it one, like, what were they doing it every two weeks or every week? Yeah, they're the yeah, releasing two games in America and three in Japan for whatever reason. They're not doing that now. They're going to release all these games and then sporadically they will le- release new games. But the list of games is pretty good. I don't know if you want to go through I want list. you to list off every game and Dustin and I will yep. make a sound effect based on our opinion of that game. Sure. No words, just sound effects. Before we go into that, let me get this out of the way. They're going to oh. sell wireless Super Nintendo controllers like they well, did the first one. Nice. But they're not going to slide into the Switch. They're, they're going to be USB-C ones. Mm-hmm. I found that yes, out. Yes, I saw that. So, okay, here we go. So here's the list. Super Mario World. Mm-hmm. Yes. Super Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past. Mm. Super Metroid. (laughs) (laughs) Stunt Race FX. Hmm. Actually, it does look pretty cool. I'm not going to lie that. Yeah. I don't Um, know it. I've never played it. I haven't played it. I've heard good things, though. I think it's one of those people consider it a hidden gem. Kirby's Dream Land 3. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's my Yoshi. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Star Fox. Yeah. You don't like Starbucks? I'm not big on it. Which is funny, because I got you into Panzer Dragoon recently. Yeah, which I but, played. Uh, I kept my plumus. You kept your plumus? Yeah, we'll have, we didn't write that in here. We'll have to bring that up next. Yep. Uh, F-Zero. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I, I, like I, I can't talk. 
Mm-hmm. Pilot wings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a big one for me yeah. because it's actually one that doesn't work on my uh, my EverDrive. That's right, because it's got the effects chip in it. Correct. So that's kind of neat that I have it. I'm not. I don't know if it's a good game. I'm, I'm sure but... then it doesn't work on my Super UFO Pro Eight. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> we can try it. I've got it right behind me here. Kirby's Dream Course. Mm-hmm. That's Both. the one that we talked about last episode that they found the original that was not Dr- Kirby's Dream Course. The golf game. Mm. I can't remember the name of it right now, but. So basically, they have they released the ROM without Kirby in it. Brawl cool. Brothers. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what that is. It sounds cool. Breath of Fire. Mm-hmm. RPG. Demon's Crest. Mm-hmm. Joe and Mac 2, Lost in the Tropics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Super EDF, Earth Defense Force. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Mm-hmm. Super Puyo Puyo 2. I'm running out of sound effects, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> What is that from? Uh, That's a Dalsim stage, right? In Street Fighter 2? Oh, like the elephant. <laughs> that's the elephants. Yeah, it does not sound like it. I always thought that was Dalsim. No, that's not. <laughs> Super soccer. Okay. Super tennis. Well, that's it. I think. What's up, my pages are? I remember that. I thought this was a pretty good lineup. That's pretty strong. I I, I do like. I do like that um, Nintendo is acknowledging that I've paid for Super Metroid approximately seventeen times now. Yeah. So they're going to allow me to pay for it again with their online service. That's what they want you to do. That's really good. Yeah. And the fact that you're actually going to do it is also. (laughs) I've already already got the service. Yeah, exactly. It's already done. Year subscription. Did did you guys watch the Nintendo Direct? Did not. I uh, know. Uh, so I did go back after I already knew this news. But I went back and watched the direct. Okay. It was, it was mostly stuff we already kind of knew about. Is now it's out. Um, there wasn't a lot of whole there. A whole lot of stuff. They can't, they always build up like these three minute long montages showing you what the new um, Smash Brothers melee character is. Like right. I don't give a crap. <laughs> my 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 boys are really excited about that. They're big into Smash Brothers. Oh, I'm, I'm sure there's. They wouldn't do it if it didn't work. So I mean, how many characters in that game? Oh, like 40 now? So every time they release one, they're going to take like five minutes of my direct to surely slow slow me. I guess it's some Fatal Fury. One of the Fatal Fury guys. Yeah. Cool. There you go. Sorry, I broke the news. (laughs) I wish I was better at that game. I'd enjoy it more. I don't. I'm just not very good at it. I just have an issue with the game where you fight, kick somebody off the land, and they just kind of like jump in midair twice to get back on. Like, why did I kick you off the land then? If you can just jump. I don't know. It didn't click with me, but people love it. Right. Uh, finally, the Vasara collection is out. We kind of mentioned that last time, but also ESP Rod A, which I mentioned was coming, which is one of my favorite cave shmups. Oh, right on. So that is out and available, and you can buy it like for pennies online or buy the physical version for like $100. So there you go. There's your options. So it's in a bundle, or is it you can buy it separately? No, you, it's a game by itself. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's one game. All I don't right. know what it was about that game, but I really fell in love with it when I first made my first meme machine. Yeah. I really just latched onto that that shooter. Yeah, I, I remember throwing Dodonpachi on mine because I love that and one And that so was much. the other one I played a lot, too. Yeah. Love collecting them bees. What are your feelings on shmups there, Dustin? Do you uh, like them? And somebody on Twitter recently said they hated the term uh, yeah, shmup. Yeah, I was going to get there. Which is... Uh, I I like I like them. I'm not really very good at them, but I, I I do like the concept of it. I like the whole upgrading your ship and and getting more things. I I, I think is is bullet hell is within like the shmup oh, yeah. subgenre. Right? Oh yeah, yep. I'm not a it's fan a of of that um, specifically, but like the 19 what was it, 1942 was that the NES game we were yeah. talking yeah. about yeah. earlier that sort of thing. Yeah, I actually love 1942. I think it's a great game. Yeah. yeah. I love um, most shmups. The manic ones or bullet hell ones. Bullet hell ones the key specific 
yeah specific games the key are, to that Apache one is amazing yeah the key to bullet hells is to learn the patterns of, right. of the clouds of fire coming there was at that, you there was that one on uh, dreamcast so the ikaruga ikaruga mm-hmm. is yeah. a great one where you that's shift a, colors that's yeah. almost a puzzle game at that right point. it's yeah. like a puzzle shmup yeah yeah, yeah. But yeah, online we had um, uh, somebody, well, we, I, made a comment about shmups because we were looking at, um, oh, reminded of his name right now, a uh, guy who's making the MSX shmup. Totally blanking Oh, on yeah, right Juan. Now. His Juan. name's Juan. Yes. Riderak, Rydak, Riderak, I think is his Twitter handle. Every time he kind of puts a new thing in the shmup that he's making for the MSX, which of course I'm going to download and buy. It looks amazing. Yeah. But he has characters that come up from behind you. Yep. But uh, he made a basically a little flashing arrow saying, okay. A little early warning system. Yeah, like you really, get one very second cool. to know that someone's coming from behind you. And I just kind of wrote, oh, that's great. I love that idea. My One of my shmup pet peeves is when things come from off the screen and kill you without warning. Yeah. And, uh, of course, somebody, uh, I can't remember him. I should probably have this in my notes. But he wrote back, and I'm sure he was doing it lightheartedly, but he was like. Get good? He, he No, he said, my one of my biggest issues with shooters is when people call them shmups. Oh. <laughs> I was just laughing. I'm like, whatever. I, it is kind of a dumb name, but you've got to have some kind of uh, term to define. I mean, if he's a shooter, that could be yeah, Doom. First if he's a shooter, shooter that right. could be uh, right. That well, could be all kinds of different things. What I don't like is that you know what we're talking about. Yeah. So now we're just playing semantics right. and just being adversarial on Twitter just for the sake of being adversarial. I don't like that. Yeah. We all know what shmup means, and if you don't like it, you still know what it means. Maybe I don't like the word apple. Maybe I don't like the word orange. <laughs> it's not. I'm not going to stop people from saying it. Just so, stop them from buying that crappy apple. Quit. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say it again? Is that twice? <laughs> I'm kidding. I always have no issues with apple. But um, I, 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 I just don't like just being negative like that because I'm positivity, Eric. You are positivity. I like I said. I think he was saying tongue in cheek. But. Yeah. They, I, I mean, they do. They are definitely. You can't call them a shooter because that doesn't tell you what it is. Because that could it, be, that's like half the games out there are shooters. You can't say like a top-down shooter because some of them are side scrollers and. So it's like Turrican yeah. a shooter, right? Right. It's yeah. like Turrican is like running a, guns a are platform, shooters. Runs and guns. It. I think shmup is a special name for vertical or yep. horizontal spaceship shooters or whatever you want to call them, and they don't have to be spaceships, but like dragons yep. or whatever. I, who cares what the <laughs> names are? That's what I say. So yeah, I don't care either, but. Anyway, so the next thing is Reset Magazine. Reset 64 is out. This has a lot of my buddies on Twitter that write. They, 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 um, these ones you buy individual issues, right? They come out every once in a while. They're mostly, I need to do this. These are mostly digital, but the last, episode, the last um, magazine for Reset was a full-size um, actual magazine, which I enjoyed very much. And I was hoping that this version is is a physical version too, but it looks like it's digital for now. I think they're going to come out with a limited number of physical copies, but right now it's digital. So, but it's a bunch of my buddies online See, and I, still I, don't, I won't, I have an issue with paying for a digital. Right. And this one's a pay what you want. So you don't have to pay for anything. Oh, really? for it. Yeah. So you just go, you See, can I have an issue with that though. Cause I do want to give them money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm probably going to do the digital version. You but can't I'm, please me, Eric. I yeah, hate but, everything. Yeah. If you're exactly. positivity, I'm going to be the yang to your yin. <laughs> Together we will be the yin yang. The good thing about Reset, though, is it is always a good magazine. Good reviews, good uh, articles. It's it's a solid magazine. They don't come out very often, once every few months. Um, this one, I think, is it's been almost a year since they released one. So, Gotcha. So that's a good one. 
Uh, I think we crack up another beer. I'm warm. Please, let's do it. The, uh, the we were talking about this earlier off the air, but there's an exponential amount of heat and man funk that occurs when a third body is introduced into this room. That's right. Thanks, Dustin. Sorry, guys. And so Thanks, while, I, while I crack these open, I would like Eric to define man funk. Man funk is um, <laughs> related to um, the cheese that grows under your under underarms. You know the. It's like the cheesy kind of substrate that grows like stalactites. I'm now going to ask Eric to stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eric. What actually? No, Dustin. You you hadn't explained what we're drinking here this time. Yeah, please. another right. beer that I love that I want you guys to try. This is a uh, f- uh, Modern Times uh, Sour Tropical Fruit Goze. Goes. Uh, my buddy Nick told me it was Goza, but yeah. Goza? Okay. Yeah. I always just called it Close. Ghost. Isn't but... it the name of the ghost in Ghostbusters? Goza? Goza. Goza. Slimer. Goza. Oh, Goza. Yeah. Right. Goza the Gozerian? Or... <laughs> That's right. He was the... He, was he the... will bow before Gozer. He was the big guy, right? Yeah. There's a very fruity um, theme running through the show, so we've got another fruit... You know, we got we got guys working for fruit companies. we got fruit beer. Right on. Um, all right. So this is a sour... I like sours. And I have to. I love sours. Eric is. This is another thing. Eric is not always a fan of. Nope. They're hit and miss. They they are hit or miss for me. Some I really like though. You that last one we had was really good that you brought. Yeah. Well, I really like this one, but I think this one's. If I remember correctly, this one's more sour than that one. So we'll see how this goes. Boys, cheers to the cheers, second everybody. half of cheers. the first episode of September here. I'll let you guys take a sip. Um, I can I can hit my next one here. So Metro Siege is coming out for the Amiga five hundred. Uh, this is a brawler. It is a right? brawler, and it's for minimum Amiga machines. That's, I like to hear that. Exactly. But have you seen the footage on this? I've seen some still shots, but no, I haven't really dug into it yet. It's br- it looks awesome. I mean, it looks like kind of like a Streets of Rage kind of brawler. Yeah, the um, fact that you just told me it works on the uh, OCS, ECS, it does. Amiga, that's... Yep. I didn't know that. Beautiful game. Usually I mean, when I see Amiga and then I see a picture, I instantly judge it right there, probably incorrectly, right. that it's AGA and I can't play it, and so I'm just not going to look at it. Right. So it, this one looks awesome. Uh, I love Brawlers. I love Streets of Rage. Uh, the one we played last night, what was that one? That was crazy. Circuit something? Yeah, Battle Circuit? Battle Circuit. We played. We got together, yeah. and we'll talk about that more in we'll our catch-up segment. We'll talk about that later, segment, but, but I love those. Um, this one you should check out because it looks amazing. I can't wait for it to come out. And that's on the mi- minimum Amiga, so you should be able to run it. Very cool. Cool. But, so jump back up to... Well, I'm excited to announce yet another Eric-centric topic. All right. Did you hear about Bubble Bobble 4? I have not. It is coming out, and it is a Switch exclusive in early 2020. Is this official, official Bubble Bobble? Official Bubble Bobble 4. That's awesome. What do you have to say about that, Eric? <laughs> I thought you were watching me. I was waiting for you to like, say something. What are you doing? I'm trying to um, make something exciting here. Sounds just like Eric. Yeah! Seeing that I haven't seen it yet, I don't know. I'm going to reserve judgment because there have been some bad bubble bobbles. <laughs> but okay. um, but yeah, I, I'm ex- I, I'm so looking that's forward not on to your sequels. Is that We're so? Doing it's going to be later. That's going to be on the Switch, right? <laughs> Switch exclusive, my friend. Switch exclusive. Wow. It won't be on anything but the Switch at least for a year, and then it'll be on everything. Right. And then right. It'll be on Steam for a dollar ninety nine. Hey, but I'll Switch get it. Exclusive. I'll get it. I love bubble bobble. I love me some bubble bobble. Ladies and gentlemen, our special guest. Dash 16 slash Dustin has a news item here. Oh, all right. Really? So this is a... Uh, now, this isn't insider information, right? I don't need to... Uh, no, this is... my stock, I'm not going to go to jail. <laughs> this is very topical. We just announced this today as we're recording. We, do you hear that? We. A- Apple, yeah. I, I've been oh. there for 14 years. I'm a, I'm a part piece of that. The stock so, has crashed. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, Apple Arcade. Uh, we announced it a while back, um, but we uh, officially unveiled the pricing and the release date today. 
Uh, Apple Arcade will be out on September 19th, and it's only going to be five bucks a month for your entire family. What? And I'm I'm completely ignorant on this. So what is well. Arc- it, Apple Arcade? It's a subscription game service for iOS, Apple TV, Mac, iPad OS devices. So you pay five bucks, and you get access to their entire catalog of games. So are the, all what the games? Entire catalog? Of are, games? Yeah, are all the games cross-platform? So an iOS game will play on a Mac, will play on uh, an Apple TV. Not all of them i don't i don't believe it's 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 one single thing that you pay for and then you can play any of the games on those platforms so we'll know more about titles later as they come out but there's been some pretty big uh pretty uh, big uh developers announced along with it like there was a there's going to be a new frogger title and they showed that off at the keynote today um, there's a you're, really cool. You're really at, aiming that at our retro, uh, <laughs> retro genes here, right? Yeah. Now, there was a really cool looking game. I, I I might even dare say it was a Metroidvania. Mm. Oh, oh, you threw Vania on there, Metroid style. Metroid style. I, Metroid style I, I did game. that just, right. just, to, right. just to annoy you. Uh, it, it was, uh, out of here. I forget the name of it, but you were playing this diver that was like uh, going through these levels and jumping around. There was really cool underwater effects, and so it's a diver mania. Yeah. <laughs> No, just Eric, go home. Go home, Eric. <laughs> no. So, yeah, I mean, go home, Eric. Five, You're five, drunk. five bucks a month, and uh, you get access to the whole, entire catalog for your whole family. That's almost the Nintendo like Online prices. <laughs> so, are, are they going to release games we already know? Or these look? I'm, I'm looking at their website here right now. Yeah. But first of all, this one looks really cool. They keep showing this one. Yeah, they they've signed the Pathless. It's like this ninja game. It's from Giant Squid, which is a well-known <clears throat> indie developer. Right. You know they've signed up, signed on a couple of big names in developers, and I think there's there's going to be existing stuff that's already part of the App Store catalog that they're going to put into it as well. But uh, it's yeah, it, it, lo- it looks looks really cool. I'm so definitely going to get that. Is uh, I mean I know this is going to be a dumb question, but I'm the king of dumb questions. No such thing. This is going to be only for Apple hardware. Oh my right? gosh, that was so dumb. <laughs> exactly, but I mean it's not you're not going to see this show up as some kind of thing yeah. on you'll, Switch. You'll or need something. you'll need some kind of Apple hardware, whether that's an Apple TV. Oh really? I didn't know that. An I, Apple because uh, I have nothing iOS. modern for nothing? Apple. I mean my my Mac that we use in our living room as a main computer. Mm-hmm. That thing is twelve, eleven. I think it's eleven years old. Oof, yeah. So I mean it's not like a modern Mac. It's one of those all in one i iMac mm-hmm. kind of deals, but. It runs great. And it's cute. Well, get yourself an Apple TV, and then you can pair a PlayStation or an Xbox controller to it. I have an Apple TV. Do you really? Yeah. I don't have one. They're yeah. pretty cool. It's a good way to get into it. Uh, honestly, the Google... What's the... Uh, not Google. What you, is it... Well, there's the Roku, and there's the Google, the, the Chromecast. Google Chromecast. The, I, got the, I have the Amazon the Fire Amazon Stick. Amazon Fire, yeah. Because they go on sale for like 20 bucks. Honestly, okay. In my opinion, it's just as good. However, the They're Apple, so slow. <laughs> the Fire Sticks are just like... It's... The lag between pushing a button and having it select something is. <laughs> Did I not tell you on the last episode that you can't you can't diss Apple at all? It's not right, going right, to get right, by right. this guy. Um, I just don't have anything. Did you guys know that iPhones bend? <laughs> <laughs> just drink, Justin. Just drink. <laughs> There's the thing with iPhones bending at one it's point. Almost and... as if they're made from a material that's from the the plane that we live on. <laughs> they're not uh, Justin got so red in the face arguing that point. It was great. But um, no, I the main thing I do love about the Apple TV is the fact that I can I do use an iPhone, so I can um, right AirDrop to it and just whatever you AirPlay do on your phone, it, yeah. yeah, AirPlay. There you go, just goes right in the screen, so that's convenient. But yep. um, anyways, All uh, right, cool. uh, what I'm looking at right here though, which is cool, I'm looking at Apple Arcade. This is Beyond a Steel Sky. Yep, 
You played that game, right? The I have, original. Yeah. I have. Look, it's played a, the original. like a modern implementation. I wonder if it's the same exact point-and-click adventure style or what is it, but that looks cool. Yep. So they're showing a, a lot in... There's your Frogger in Toy Town. Looks like they got a lot of launch titles. Yeah. That's pretty cool. But uh, a lot of these titles, I imagine, are also like um, kind of iOS games from the phones. So think, that's why you can pad your catalog, I right? think so, yeah. I think. Which is not a problem. I mean, right. Switch is doing that, right? Right, yeah. So that, that's probably how, how it'll start. And there'll be a couple of like exclusives, like, oh, this is, is this our exclusive? new you thing know? that we've... Uh, so way, I've heard of this. Way Forward? It's a Way Forward game, which everyone knows I love yeah. Way Forward. It's called Spider Swords, and I've actually... I want to click on it. It's not doing anything. That's it. I'm going back. I'm looking. Uh, You're not it, doing it from a Mac. It looked really cool, but it looks like it is... I believe it is... Um, Apple Arcade exclusive here. That's the real Spinosaurus. That's not going to work. No, it's not. Spider-Saurus. I have to type way forward on here. There you go. Everyone loves to live to podcast. That simply have me looking on things online. Oh, I got a new idea for a new podcast. Ooh, what's that? Where we just web browse and we just talk about it. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> uh, we already took that idea, Eric. Sorry. Here it is. There's a way forward webcat or website. Uh, see, they're all just talking about River City Girls over and over and over again. Even though it's way forward, it Panties. doesn't... It doesn't <laughs> oh, my gosh. PG-13. PG-13. Um, anyways, look, it's all just picture, anime pictures. Maybe Between this and Shantae, just pictures of hand-drawn anime girls, like, yeah. all over my Twitter. And, and they're just retweeting, like, fan art and stuff? Or Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the same thing with... Like, there's Shantae and uh, River City Girls together, apparently. Wow. That's actually not Shantae. That's the zombie girl. That's a crossover. Remember. Anyways, never mind. I wanted to off learn topic. about... Yeah, off topic. So, yeah. There you go. That looks cool. What do you guys think about the beer? I like it. I actually really do like it. This is a this it's, is a it's hit not, for me, not a it's, miss. It's not too fruity. It's got that subtle. Yeah. It's not too appley. I'm gonna give this 34 out of 40 colored apple logos. Oh. <laughs> The rainbow, the rainbow colored apple logo. Now I want you to go ahead and double think your math again. Make sure you didn't completely give the wrong score. No, I got it right this time. Okay, (laughs) Dustin, what do you give out of forty apple colored Uh, logos? I'm gonna go thirty-five out of forty. This is a good one. Yeah, I'm a little behind the times. You don't like it? I'm agree. I'm gonna agree with thirty-five. Okay. Out of so forty good. monochrome the, apple logos. Oh, the monochrome ones. Yes. Ooh, Have you because... seen the original apple logo before the the multicolored one? Probably, but I can't recall it's it. This so I'm say crazy no. drawing of like Isaac Newton with an apple and oh, oh I yeah, see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. yep, I have seen that. Yep, very cool. Moving on, a Miko trailer More was Miko. released, and uh, the trailer itself was awkward. I'm gonna be honest. But I'm pumped about the Mako even more so than I was. What do you guys feel? They don't have a ton of budget for PR, so I'm going to forgive them for lame trailers. I don't really care about that that much. I don't either, but yeah. I mean, they're not a big multi, you know, conglomerate that's going to have this big PR firm like Apple. Well, so, funny. I mean, <laughs> it's funny because it, it looked to <laughs> me like, hey, oh, hey, oh. <laughs> You're going to have bruised ribs by the time this thing is over. Um, <laughs> so I, I don't mind that, um, but I didn't see the trailer, so I don't Oh, know. you didn't? No. I almost want to stop it and show you guys. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's weird because Tommy Tallarico's whole thing is, you know, I, I want to relive those days of hanging around with your family around the TV and spending mm-hmm. quality time together. And then it cuts to what it looks like they paid an advertisement for him to put some, like, really high technology 
video of this new device together. Yeah. So it's like him talking all happy about, oh, hanging out on the couch with their family. Then it cuts to like, <laughs> like this crazy. <laughs> Did I explain that well that through, yeah. through the microphone? Well, I, I feel like I've seen it already. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then all of a sudden it cuts back to me. It's like, we're going to have fun games like frog games and chicken horse fights. <laughs> <laughs> And um, I think it's going to sell really well in the family market. So it didn't mesh, but whatever. Mixed the point message. is, and the best part is it is they were leading up to this like the day before, like new trailer tomorrow. You're going to see footage from like 30 new games, right? Three minute trailer. We're watch. We're two minutes and 45 seconds into it, and I'm like, where's the footage? And they cut one half second of 30 games into the last 10 seconds. <laughs> and you're like, wait, what? And you're like trying to pause it and see what was there. Wow. So it was really hard to make out a lot of them, but they looked pretty cool. Um, and that's going to get criticized. I mean, that that's it, what's... It did, but, yeah. but what was good about it is we were all doing the same thing. We were all digging through it and um, trying to dig out which games were actually being shown there. Um, were you surprised about the negative feedback? Because we were part of a Twitter I'm thread I'm never about... surprised about negative feedback. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's just people. Yeah. Um, but, I, I mean, here, I got, I got it up now here, even though... Um, it's almost like I'm streaming on an Apple TV. It's so slow. Um, <laughs> no. so look at this. Look at this. It's a family entertainment. And then he's th- here he is in his living room. It's all light and warm. He's just talking. His damn game library party. Well, I can't even read them. There's so many things so fast. Retro reimagined. And uh, your sister's going to love it because there's My Little Pony. And let's see what else. Oh, yeah, games are exclusive. Oh, man, let go. Sorry. I'm getting really into this. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. All right, here we go. Moon Patrol. Uh, some other combat, uh, running game. There's like missile command. That amazing uh, one looks pretty cool. kind of. Yep. There, ooh, it oh, goes to that. Asteroids. And then there's uh, a crashing kind of combat game. Uh, um, helicopter. Oh, there's a giant squid. Shark shark. I think it's shark shark. Uh, it's like break, break out, out on the break side. Out, uh, the uh, Worms, Tron. Tron. Yep, Echo there's... the dolphin. Done. <laughs> we just did it. So wow. you guys don't need to watch the trailer anymore. We just it. watched that it together. That was a, a perfect rendition of what actually <laughs> happened. But those games legitimately make me excited. They look cool. Yeah. Yeah, man, 10, 10, 20, 20. That's a long ways it's off. It's a long ways off, but what I love about that is it's already got all these companies making games. They already have games. You can see the footage there. They've already yeah. shown it to press on a very limited basis, and the press is saying it works and it's great. I'm I'm excited about it. I'm very excited about no, it. No, I told you I'm pretty excited about it, too. My only concern is that sometimes when these projects are so far out, they fail before they can reach they their end the mark. goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they can't get the funding, or they, they keep getting pushed they, back. And, yeah. yeah, something happens. I always feel better when something is going to release Closer, within six months. Yeah. Yeah. All right. On a completely related note, yeah, and I'm not being tongue in cheek. Right. The Atari VCS is now. Um, I think it's now actually being not kickstarted. This is key. It's in, being Indiegogoed, which is never a good sign. Never a good sign. Indiegogo is the wrong direction. Indiegogo is where you go because Kickstarter doesn't allow you to sell something you haven't actually made. Oof. No, they, prototype of um yeah i think that's in their bylaws but they they kickstarters have failed the thing with indiegogo is this no matter how much money you raise with indiegogo the money still goes to the person so if you fail to reach your goal mm-hmm. the money still goes to the person i don't like that i don't so, like that either so they have to set a target and then hit that yeah right? so you us here can say hey we're gonna start like this cool pixel guide and kickstarter and it's gonna be twenty thousand dollars 
And if we get 19,000, we don't make it and no money ever gets pulled from those people. Yeah, it all goes back to that. But Indiegogo's different, which I found in the back uh, in the past cuz I've gotten stung by Indiegogo stuff before. So like, I've actually I actually put, threw down for that um Retro VGS, which became the Coleco Chameleon. Right. I actually put my $400 into Indiegogo. Oh. Uh, three or four days in, it looked bad. Yeah. And I called them up, and they gave me my money back. But if you Good don't do you. that, it goes away. It goes away. You're right. Yeah. So I don't want to misspeak here. I believe it is being Indiegogo, but you can also pre- pre-order it on Walmart.com. Okay. And also on GameStop. Hmm. Now, here, this is interesting because you'll notice here. Here, I'll go to this Walmart listing. Uh, we all, we, I think we've all seen, well, I don't know if Destin has, we've all seen, here you go, the way this thing looks mm-hmm. and it looks the part. It looks like a modern version of an old Atari. I love the way that looks. Mm-hmm. It's got the slats and everything. Although if that's in scale to those controllers, that thing's tiny. Mm. That's true. It is very small according to that scale. Yep. The new controller looks like the old controller, but modern. Mm-hmm. Kind of wireless. Like flick shiny, wireless. And then it's got like an Xbox style controller as well. Right. So this is the bundle. Look at the price of this thing. Yeah. Three eighty nine ninety nine, And we still don't know what the hell it does. It's a tough sell. Nope. Now uh, here, this is also interesting. Um, this is the exclusive Walmart color here. You can see the front. It's kind of like this yellow dots on the front of it. Yeah. Um, but if we go, let me see other items here. So here it is, base only. If you buy just the base with no controllers, two, eight, 280 bucks. Or for two hundred and fifty bucks, you can get the Atari VCS four hundred version. There's a four hundred and there's a VCS eight hundred. Almost like the old uh, computers. Yeah, I thought like that was kind of Atari four hundred. I thought it was cool that they did that throwback. That's cool. But I looked it up. The only difference is, even though they're both completely, um, what's the word I want to use here? I don't want to use an inappropriate word, but they are both uh, stunted. Yeah. The VCS four hundred comes with four gigabytes, and the eight hundred comes with eight gigabytes. Hmm. That's the difference. Yeah, well, the color of the other one was... Um, is that supposed to simulate wood grain or something? Yeah, let me go, if I go to Atari's actual website, I can probably pull up the yeah. um, Atari VCS, which is also a weird name because um, it just sounds like the original Atari, but it's not. Game Stream Connect. But they still can't show us anything exclusive. They can't show us what it does. Um I'm not sure why I'm getting such terrible load times on this website. Hmm. Well, you know, <laughs> it's it's Atari VCS. It's, it's, it's actually a but it's four Atari VCS 800s connected as a server is what it is. See, there it is, Indiegogo right here. Yeah. Come on, Atari VCS. I think it's just so busy right now. So many people want to know about the right. VCS that their website's just not working. That's all right. I, I just wanted it. to like that gold color with the gold stripes. Yeah, I mean, you can kind of see this one's all black, and then, yeah, there's one that has the wood grain. Um, anyways, that is that. Right on. I, I'm not paying $400 for that, but... I would not I will that, pay $150 no. for an Amico. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah. Amico looks much more promising than that, for it's sure. It's already got stuff, and it's a I, year I, out. I am really surprised that's so expensive. Um, I'm not surprised. I guess I'm... You think that's the name alone? Like, they're just banking on the Atari name, saying people will pay Yeah, them. that's what I think. And they haven't even announced games or what's going to be on there, really. I mean, No one knows what it is. Yeah. It's I, 400 I, bucks. That's weird. And if it's that size, then it's going... That's this big, man. I mean, that's like... A, it's the size of a brick. A Raspberry 4 inside of a... <laughs> that, no, <laughs> Raspberry Pi 4. You're not off. It's like a fancy <laughs> case for a Raspberry Pi. There you yeah. go. 
Oh well. Yeah. I think that color is like disappointment gold. <laughs> oh, Achari. Yeah. yeah. Well, you got the next item here, Eric. Oh, do I? Holy, holy monkey. Oh, Vic Nibbler. <laughs> Vic Nibbler. Vic Nibbler. Um, what about that? That's a Vic new Vic 20 game. I know. I played it. I know. That's the one you played, but I, I found the news article. It looks pretty cool. I couldn't play it because my Vic's down. Which bring, we'll talk about that in catching up, I'm sure. But both yep. of our Vicks went down. Your Vic went down? Yes. Oh, what happened? Let me write that down. We'll, we'll talk about that in catching up. Oh, okay. It's back up. Oh, it's back up. You helped That's me right. get back up. I knew. Okay. Yeah. I thought it went down again. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us about the game, because I want to hear about it, because it looks cool. It actually, the concept is really cool. It's basically Snake <laughs> like you played on your old Nokia phone, but in like a Pac-Man maze. So basically there might be... Uh, like a Pac-Man maze, but imagine in that Pac-Man maze, there's 12 apples thrown about. Yeah. And mm-hmm. as you eat each apple, you get longer, but you don't right. have the, the whole screen to work with. You have to work within the maze. Yeah, that cuts off different things yep. as the longer you get. And if you bite your own tail, you die. Gotcha. So, so did did you game. know anyone with a VIC-20 since you came from the Commodore family early on, Dustin? Did before you? us. No, I didn't. Because the VIC-20 was a computer that had literally 5K of RAM. Mm-hmm. It had three usable but 5k and so the games were very rudimentary but it was the first computer that i had at home Mm -hmm. and uh surprisingly it had a lot of really good games for being such a limited computer but now i would say it's very unique in the fact from Mm -hmm. what i can tell yeah like almost all the computers i have now either had 16k or else you can get an upgraded version or upgrade them to 64k right those are like the two levels yep the vic 20 came with five but you can get a three meg expansion, or you can get oh, there's a, a ton of nine k expansion, or a twelve k, or a twenty, or a twenty five, or a thirty, or a thirty three, or a thirty. Wait, what's the highest? I, I thought thirty two was the max. thirty two is the max. I think, but um, but yeah, there's literally like ten different expansion sizes. People really needs- tried to shove as much like life into that Vic, those Vic twenties as they possibly could because it was a nice little machine. I mean, it did a lot of cool stuff that things. That, that computers of its era just didn't do. So, I mean, it... So, if I remember off the top of my head, the Vic Nibbler game used a 20K expansion. Uh, I think it used a 3K. I thought Is it was that. three? I might be wrong. Okay. Anyways, what I've been doing now is using the Future Was 8-Bit Penultimate cartridge to expand my Vic 20. I just do 32 every time now. Yeah, because the nice thing about that Penultimate comes with all the memory upgrades that are available for the Vic. Yep. And now I've got it all dialed in now. I go up there, I load it, 32k expansion it just changes the system to that and i say uh run the fb loader fb loader brings up my sd card with all the games i put on it in addition to what's already on the cartridge yep and i can open a game from there and it works now well i'm glad to hear the game's good as soon as i get mine back up and running well so you didn't let me finish I suppose. Oh, oh no <laughs> i want it to be good the concept is good it looks good but for whatever reason the controls are soggy and i it's like a 50 50 chance if it turns where i'm trying to make it turn I don't okay. know what it is. Well, it just might be poorly programmed. And it's not know. lag because I'm playing on my CRT. If it was on a yeah, flat screen, w- it would be lag and it would kill me. It wouldn't be lag. But I'm playing on yeah. CRT. It should be yep. It should be great. And for whatever reason, I just have the hardest. I kept get, like rage throwing my controller around. Because I wanted to play it. I want to like it. Yeah. I'd say give it a shot. I'm, I'm sure still, I mean, it's free. So yeah. give it a shot. It looks great and the concept's great and the game looks great. But um, I just had a little my frustrations with it. So this next one I won't spend a lot of time on because it's not released yet. It's coming soon. But it is a platformer for NES called Malasombra. 
Have you seen have graphics on this? I believe this one is what they're calling eye candy, but it we'll is. see how it plays. Yeah, the graphics look amazing on it. I don't, for a NES title, it almost looks like a Super Nintendo game. Wow. So they're just getting nitty-gritty on the programming. So um, I, when I looked at this, the screenshots, I didn't see um, video of it, but from the screenshots, it looked pretty amazing. Well, that's the problem. I'm using Bing. Uh, the, only, the only thing Bing is good for is finding Google. Is Bing still around? I, I literally use Bing to, to, to find Google because I'm too lazy to click on the title bar and actually <laughs> type in Google. Um, this game's coming out too, by the way. That's not... This, I know. There's an NES game, game called... Es- they always pick weird names. Why can't they Spiteman and Mr. Pimonin. Pimonin. But it's another game from the Mojon Twins, which they come out with games. Um, we'll get to that one in a second. There's all kinds of cool stuff here. I'm trying to get down to... Malasombra. There it is. Look at that. Wow. So for a, it almost reminded me a little bit of Commodore sixty four graphics. I guess it kind of does. I, it doesn't look sixteen bit to me, but it's definitely a fully featured eight like, bit game. You don't see games like that on the NES. I mean, it's hard to say that when Super Mario Brothers three looks. Oh, there is a video. So amazing. I didn't see that. Um, yeah, there's the opening title screen, and here's some gameplay. See, it almost looks to me like a Commodore 64 game. It almost looks like uh, Sam's Journey, you know? Yeah, like that no, yeah very much so, but even a little more detailed than that. But, um, yeah, that's... It still looks like good. a fun platformer. Actually, is that would you call that a platformer or a run and gun? It's a, sh- it's a shooter. Is it a shooter? I will just call it a shooter, and that'll cover all our bases. <laughs> it's a Mega Man. And that way no one can get angry at us. Mega Man clone. Uh, kind of, yeah. But more platforming. <laughs> All right. It's a platform mania. <laughs> um, uh, someone found a Konami game that was unreleased called Space School. Have you guys <laughs> heard of this thing at all? I have not. Uh, this one was interesting for a couple of reasons. And I guess this was um, kind of lost to time. Basically, in it's a Japan-only game that came out for this device in Japan that they came out with um, this device that they used in schools only. Oh. I guess. Wow. Okay. Um, gosh darn. Get out of here. I'm literally... Okay, I'm typing Google into Bing. I'm not dealing with this. <laughs> hey, look. It found Google. And now I'm at Google. Thank goodness. Uh, let's see. Space School Konami. So... Um, there it is. So you can see... I'm going to click on this one even though it's not in English. Um, you'll be able to see the cool little cart. Oh, no, you're going to watch some guy do an advertisement for three, two, one. Skip ad. There you go. There's a Famicom cart. And they, if I can skip ahead here, they made a, basically a device. There it is. And you saw it for a brief second until they went ahead and did another advertisement. Another ad. Where basically uh, the cartridges didn't fit straight into the Famicom. Okay. They made this basically little caddy thing that um, adapted these games for use in schools. And it didn't come out in America. There it is. We're getting there. We're getting there. Special adapter with some special Famicom carts. And, of course, we get to see a YouTube video of a guy doing YouTube. 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 It's like meta. It's <laughs> oh so God. meta. He just did what you did. We just... Uh... <laughs> let's, let, let's watch YouTube videos just on did what people I did watching after YouTube. I did it. Um... So anyways, it's, it was basically forgotten about, and some guy found this thing for sale on eBay. Okay. Went ahead and, uh, I don't want to watch some kid younger than I talk about this stuff. Uh, 
basically found the thing, bought it to see what it was, and it turned out it was a game a made for or? this, a prototype made for this educational adapter where they had like educational software that was used in Japan. Okay. And it's a space shooter um, called Space School. And I guess it's related. There you go. There's some gameplay of Space School. It's in Japanese, of course. Well, so um, it's like a, like a math thing or a... Yeah, it looks like there's some math in there too. But okay. if I remember right, it's... Um, yeah, check that out. There's a guy, Why is he pixelated? A guy who's pixelated because apparently he's too young to be on TV without permission. Um, but there it is. I think it was cool. It's it's cool that almost monthly now we're finding games and things that haven't been released before. Right. And you can go ahead and download this now. You can go online and download this ROM and give it a shot, especially if you learn if you know Japanese. Cool. The only downside to that, and it frankly it scares me a little, is that it seems to be math involved. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a big fan of math. Out of 17 <laughs> Japanese schoolhouses, what would you rate this game? <laughs> Zero. Negative four. Um, next item. This one's a little more English. <laughs> uh, they found an unreleased Sega Saturn game, Okay. which is a Star Wars prototype. Now, a lot of people believed Ooh. that they were supposed to be making a... Uh, uh, game for the Sega Saturn that was going to be like all three of the Star Wars arcade games smashed into one. Oh, that would be And they kind of did release something like that. Yeah. Which made people believe like, oh, okay, maybe the team that was working on this version didn't didn't get to it. Um, but basically, this game that was found just recently, and it's not released yet, I guess that they do know that it's somehow they know it's a 14 gigabyte ISO file, but it's not been released to the public yet. Hopefully it will be. Um... Star Wars Saturn prototype. I'm trying to let you see it here. It basically looks like Panzer Dragoon. It's like an on-rail shooter, but you're on a uh, what do they call that thing? You guys know better than I do. The Star Wars like cycle thing. Oh, the airspeeder or the like the bikes they ride on. Yeah, what, what do you well, call that? Looks that? pretty good. That's on Saturn, right? Yeah. So he's going through these trenches, basically, and it looks like you can shoot guys with little reticles, and I think you can lock on, just like in Panzer Dragoon. But, of course, the difference is you're not flying. You're hovering over the land. So it's kind of like a motorcycle, Panzer Dragoon. Um, but, in fact, you're not actually on rails. You are able to, it looks like, slow yeah. down. Go down certain Yeah, slow down, speed valleys up, turn. and stuff like that. Um, it looks pretty left. cool. It's kind of, it kind of reminds me of Descent, almost. Like yeah, the, it does. Yeah. Yeah, except you're always on the ground. But yeah, yeah you you're can... not going upside down and down weird tunnels and stuff. Ooh, you just blew up the Klingons. <laughs> no, 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 it's the wrong. Take out the Borg! Oh. Wrong franchise. But you can see it looks like all these different weapons over here and stuff. Danger, Will Robinson. Mm-hmm. It looks pretty cool, and it looks like it's pretty close to being released if it wasn't already ready to be released. Yeah, that's that's pretty... Yeah. Uh, according to this website here, they're calling it Rebel Strike. Hmm. Rebel Strike. So that was cool. Another, yeah. Another game that was found. Which always makes me wonder, you p- see people that find, like, discs of Commodore games, like blank discs that, you know, people copied games onto? Yep. There's probably tons of games on those things that haven't been, like, have been lost to time. Right. And I actually have a pile of them and a 1541 that works. Uh, I've only tried that thing once to see if one of the discs uh, worked, and it, yep. it did. So, But I should dig through my disc. I've never actually done it. So I've found a couple of lots, like on Craigslist, where someone would give me a big box of Commodore floppies. Mm-hmm. And I have this device that plugs into your PC called a Zoom floppy. So what happens is I can plug in a 1541 into a PC. Nice. So I can just put one of the floppies in and image it digitally so that I can load it on one of the modern 
you know, SD2 IC devices oh, gotcha. for the Commodore. So I bought this box and I just started popping discs in and it images them about one every four or five minutes. So you can just sit there during the day and just keep swapping floppies out. But eventually it, it wears out your 1541. Like it literally, one of mine started smoking Jeez. <laughs> because it's so old, you know what I mean? And you're yeah. sitting there constantly. Well, I, well, I give you a new one that works. Right. An old one that works. Awesome. So um, I did that in doing exactly what you're saying in search of like those rare games or things that may just have never been digitized and brought out so that, you know, you could share it and say, hey, does anybody know what this game is? And maybe it gets archived somewhere. Yeah. Because you don't cool like a game like that. Last time I heard, I Except mean, I would, I would uh, hoard it and then yeah. go on eBay and try to charge $20,000 right. for it. That's what I would do. Yeah. But you know, sure, why not? But but first, put out a YouTube video in another language. Yep. <laughs> with, say, some, with some with some say cheap. that I found it in uh, Estonia, <clears throat> and uh, to release it from my country, you must charge. You must pay me twenty thousand dollars. Right. Cool. Um, Doom sixty four is being uh, released on the Switch. Mm. There's a kind of a big to do about Doom being released. A few, uh, what about a month ago? Do you hear about this stink? Mm-mm. People were really upset Switch. with it because they basically took it off of all the other marketplaces. So you couldn't, and then they oh, made like, it, like Steam and stuff. And yeah. then of course they charged a ton for it on Switch. <clears throat> and then because um, you can buy a game that was freeware for literally money now. Um, is it remastered at all, or does no. it look like? Um, well, it's not. Is is that really worth Doom. it? And then not only that, but the big issue was they required you to sign, make an account and sign in. Oof! And they were I like, heard that, and, stink, and you yeah. had to agree to terms that said that they could like. <clears throat> get information off of you for while you're using the game and stuff like there was all kinds of stuff and they re- rescinded that and turned that off because so many people complained about it yeah but it became one of the top 10 games on the switch for like two weeks um that was doom and i want to say final doom doom and doom 2 maybe maybe all three i don't know anyways doom 64 is now coming out all right so if um y'all didn't know Doom 64 on the Nintendo 64 is an original game. Oh. Yeah. So if you played a lot of Doom and you saw Doom on your Nintendo and went, well, it's probably not as good as the PC. Well, it's right. a whole different game. Interesting. I mean, it's very similar, but they're whole different. They're, they're own levels and stuff. Cool. So, but now you can get it for the Switch and play that version of Doom on the Switch. All right. Quadron on the ZX, sorry, ZX, ZX Spectrum. Spectrum. Um, in fact, here is a video of it, is it? Let's see. Nope. Nope. Yes. Nope. It's funny. This video says 2018. Anyways, it's being re-released right now, and it's $4.99. Um, re-released on cassette. Huh. Here, I'm on Vintage is no, New Old now, and I have a link, I think, in our um, for our show notes here. You can click on it. But this game was um, written by Andy Beal in 1986, never released until last year. Um it's a very quintessential ZX Spectrum game with, you know, screen-by-screen gameplay, very fast action, and bleeps and bloop noises. But it looks really cool. It's got an inventory system. Um, I would say that my short time with the Spectrum can be defined in two game types. Frustrating isometric games where you have to jump and collect things. Right. Which I'm not too big on. And then these type of games where you kind of go between screens and you, like, shoot enemies non-stop and kill them and sound effects are like overwhelming and they're just really exciting even though they don't look like it on screen here um but i've been loving my spectrum yeah this one doesn't look bad this one looks like it's got a lot of action i'm kind of fast forwarding through stuff here but it's almost like a attic attack kind of game yeah exactly that's a very yeah yeah 
So, and then there's power-ups. You shoot things. There's things flying all over the place. You, the inventory system is really cool to me. It's even got a cursor that you can move around. You're a little robot, and you're shooting almost jetpack-style little lasers. He's shooting ter- there you go. Just blew up a robot there. I don't know. Looks cool. Yeah. I'm not sure why a game from back then is five bucks now, but you know what? Especially since back in the day it was probably a budget title for two ninety nine, like like two pound ninety nine, two pound right? ninety nine, three quid. So, all right, that's cool. Um, you you got next, and this one I'm excited about. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen this, but oh, I've seen pre-orders are open for the Evercade, which is a popular topic that we've discussed quite a bit on Have the show. Have you looked into this at all, Dustin? Evercade? Have you ever no. seen the Evercade? No, I haven't. You should look at it. Well, you should see the Evercade. Yeah. I can't believe it. Um, the Evercade is like a little handheld thing. Looks like a, I don't know, a smaller switch, really. It's but a handheld it, system. Without sliding things. But it it has a novel uh, gimmick where you it's all cartridge-based. Okay. And every cartridge has... Well, it's novel nowadays. <laughs> yes. The cartridges have 6 to 20 games on every cartridge. There it is. There's a picture of one. I like the black one, actually. If I was to get a bundle, I'd get the black one. So they have two versions. They have this version, which is red with white trim. Um, Famicom. Which is neat, because it, it like is Famicom. Famicom. Yep. Yeah. What's cool about these is you can it has HDMI out, so you can just plug it in, and now you're playing on your TV. Okay. 4x3 um, aspect ratio, even though Pac-Man on there is vertical, which makes it, like like uh, Eric said, <laughs> it'd be cool if you could turn this thing on you know, the side. Why not turn it on the side and use the... Because the D-pad, you right, can rotate yeah. the controls. Yeah. Um, it does have cartridge-based games, uh, and the p- conferred publishers right now, you can get games from Atari, Namco, Interplay, Data East, but I'm excited about the two indie studios, Pico and MegaCat. Um, what I noticed about the black version of this, mm-hmm. what I was thinking about, I'm like, the black one looks cool. It's limited. There's only 3,000 of them being made, yep. and you can only get it through funstock.co.uk, so a UK website. In fact, that's their by far their most prevalent distributor. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking about it. All the cartridges will still be white. That's true. So when you plug the cartridge in, it's going to be like an ice war on the back. But I actually kind of like the white one. Yeah. Um, so if you go go down there, so the the those are the prices right there. Um, the premium includes three cartridges. But they're, what I found interesting, whoa. What I found interesting was that on that Funko site, you can do an all-in-one bundle for $189 or 189 pounds. I think it was 189 pounds. Yeah. Um, where you get all the cartridges that are going to be on launch release. So we um, already talked about these in previous episodes, but I went ahead and when they came out with it, I did, because I've been forwarding in, uh, their tweets and responding to them, and they've been kind of liking the stuff I, you know, like all the companies do when you say something about them and tag them. And I, um, uh, went ahead and when I saw that, I kind of wrote to them, you know, publicly and put their name in there and said, hey, I was just curious, first of all, uh, are we able to pick the three games we want? Because the three games are locked in. You you take the three games they put in their three-pack, three-game bundle, and I think it was Atari and I forget the other one right now. Interplay. Um, it was Atari and Interplay, right? Atari, no, there's three. Atari, yeah. Interplay, and Namco? Namco, yeah. I and I don't need the Atari and Namco games again. I already have them 37 times. Yeah. So I'm like, well, can we pick our cards? Because I want the Mad Cat stuff. Like I specifically said, Mad Cat Studio has these cool indie games on a cartridge. I want that. If you go to Evercade there, you can uh, actually drill down to the retailers. There there's, we go. Yeah. And then the other question I had, there's a collection. So there's Pico and there's Mega Cat. Um, the other question I had was, are you going to have, are we going to be able to buy individual games like locally? 
mm-hmm. because the games were only like individually 15 pounds each, something like that. And I would like to buy some of those potentially if they come out with more of them, but I don't want to have to buy them from England every time. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice if they had a UK or I'm sorry, USA distributor. Um, anyways. Yeah, I think if you go to the top, there's like a re like who the retailers are going to be. I'm having a hard time finding it, but it's not that important at this point. No, oh, there you go. There, yeah, retailers. retailers. So if you go to retailers, you'll you can click on the one for the Funko so and get all. I mean, the... even says right here in the UK, use Funco or Funstock.co.uk. In the yep. USA, use Funstock.co.uk, which is fine. I don't care. I mean, in this... France, use Funstock.co.uk. Yeah. So it's pretty much a one, which is fine. Except, I. Again, I was ready to buy it at that price. Not bad, a hundred bucks with three games. But I don't want or Atari. three cartridges. Yeah, so yeah, three cartridges, which is like twenty games each. Yeah, you're right. Um, anyways, I'll click on Funstock so we can see yeah. it real quick. There so you those go. are the bundles that I saw. So you can see the all oh, in. Yeah. Like I'm all in. Look at all those cartridges. So that just converted to US. So one eighty five oh nine US dollars is every cartridge they have. But what I really wanted right here is just this premium, well, not premium, uh, yeah, there you go, white premium edition with three games for ninety eight seventy one, and that does not include shipping. But it seems like looks solid. Deal. My big thing on this, everything looks really well made. That D-pad scares me. I want to hear what the reviews are like on that D-pad. Yeah. Because that could make or break the system. If that thing's squishy, mm-hmm. mm, that would ruin it. Right. So we'll see. I was about, I mean, if it wasn't, out of America with the three games I wanted, I'd buy it right now and we'll just take my chances. As inexpensive as it is, like if it really sucked, you could just break it open and put a Raspberry Pi in it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a lot of effort. Yeah, you can also buy the starter pack, which is 7403, which comes with just the Namco pack, it looks like. Yeah. So, anyways. Neat I'm system. excited. I'm yeah. so excited about it. I want them to get more carts, um, which they won't do if we don't buy it. So, chicken and the egg. What do we got next? Shovel Knight Dig. This yours. Yeah, that was. Have you checked that out? I have not. We love Shovel Knight and we love Steam Knight Dig. Yep. Or, uh, I do. Steam, Steam, Steam World, World Dig. Yeah. So is a merge of that? Not really. Everyone thinks that, but it's actually a complete Shovel Knight uh, yacht club that makes Shovel Knight, right? It's a game they made, and it's it's actually a very. It's more akin to. Um, it almost looked more like Mr. Driller. Oh, okay. But it is. I like Mr. Driller. Shovel Knight meets Mr. Driller meets Steam World Dig. Okay. But it's all made in-house by them, and it looked like it was a um, procedurally generated game. Mm-hmm. Which, I like procedurally turns, generated. Yeah, it turns me off. Yeah. Still does. I actually think they're kind of interesting because they're never the same game twice, which I like. Yeah. They don't get bored. They don't get as I know you really you got me into it. Replay. I, I enjoy the gameplay, but the procedurally generated thing turned me off of that one game that you... Um, Really liked. You spent a lot of time De- on it. Dead Cells. Dead Cells. Yes. But see, yeah, and Dead Cells isn't even. I haven't played it now. Dead Cells isn't 100 percent procedurally generated. It's like semi procedurally generated. Yeah. So I mean, it's like there's a lot of places in the game that are always there, but certain hallways show up and so, and they disappear. And it, it's it's not what I would call really procedurally generated because it's not randomly generated. It's always the same things. They just come and come and pop in and out of existence at certain levels. Whoa. You keep buzzing over there. I know. I'm going to fix that. Fix it. You know, throw that in my fish tank. Fix it good. Fix it real good. Uh, there is a physical release and a, I think it's already released, um, Lion King and Aladdin. <laughs> so these old Disney, so... Eric, you and I went ahead and reviewed some Aladdin games. We did. On the Genesis and Super Nintendo. 
They're both really good games. And um, so what game do you think they released on their new collection for various systems, including the Switch? Well, pro- probably the Super Nintendo version, right? That's the version I liked better. I think you liked the Genesis better. I did. We were split on that one. Yep. Um, it, it, if I recall correctly, I'm trying to look it up right here. It includes, it's 30 bucks first of all, which is... A bit outrageous. A bit outrageous, if it just included the two games, but I believe it includes, here you go, Sega Genesis and Game Boy releases of both games, Okay. as well as the Super Nintendo version of The Lion King. So you do not get my favorite version of Aladdin. Along with special features to make the game easier to play for today's delicate young delicate flowers. Delicate young flowers. <laughs> what is this? Oh, this is Kotaku. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Um, but yeah, I think that means they basically have the uh, rewind feature. No, oh, okay. So. Oh. so basically you get two games slash five games for $30, depending how you look at it. But um, I don't think you're going to play those games and go back and play the Game Boy version. Maybe. Oh. I don't know. And the, the Genesis one's not on there. They can't emulate the blast processing correctly. It, it's not powerful. The Switch doesn't no, have... it does not have the power. You and I were looking at the other day. The Genesis used an 8-amp power supply. It did. To, to handle all that blast processing. That's true. Whereas my Super Nintendo right here uses a 100 milliamp, which is... Weak. Weak sauce. Weak stuff. Come on. Yeah. Nintendo. You're like the apple of consoles. <laughs> you said it like it's a bad thing. Hi, <laughs> kid. Um, what's this deal with Microprose, Eric? Microprose is a long, um, shuttered, shuttered game. What is that publisher? Mean? It got bought. Like Microprose, you know, was a big publisher back in the Commodore 64 days. Like they published all the. Oh yeah, they're playing a lot of like fantasy or not, uh, like strategy games. They did a lot of strategy games, a lot of flight simulators, um, a lot of uh, um, war games, stuff like that. And they were my favorite publishers. Then they, you know, just like most publishers in the 80s, they went out of business. and Or they got, I don't think they went out of business. They got absorbed by other, like, a e, e, I'm sure EA bought them or something. I don't know who <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they are making a comeback, a full comeback. Like, in fact, they're hiring back some of the old people oh, wow. from Microprose. Oh, nice. Bill Steely, which was this guy that was a pilot, and he was the consultant and a programmer on a lot of their flight simulators. Oh, wow. He's back, and their first game they're coming out with is called Warbirds 2020. It's going to be like a flight simulator. And listen, I loved flight simulators as a kid. I'm not sure I have the time or patience to get back into them as an adult. But that there, just resurrecting this old book game publisher, I thought was a really interesting story and really pretty cool. And it's a game. You can go on YouTube and look up Warbirds 2020, and there is footage of the game. It's it's getting close to being done. So it's a real game, and they're going to release it, and they're going to come out with more and more games. That's it. I'd love to see their old um, strategy mentality come back. I would love to, too. Yeah. I remember playing a lot of microprose games that I really loved, uh, specifically PC games, though. Civilization, XCOM. Civilization, XCOM. Yeah. XCOM. XCOM's a big one that, um, yeah, whoever published That's, XCOM is the one who absorbed microprose. I Sid, Sid Meier was one of the founders of microprose. Yeah. There you go. Big deal. I mean, I remember as a kid. Kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yep. I remember Many as a kid. leather bound books. Getting their games, like F-19 Stealth Fighter, and it, they would have these huge manuals, and I would take those manuals to school and just read through them. Yeah. Nerd! Uh, yep. uh, <laughs> so anyway, I'm looking for personally looking forward to Micropose making a return. I, I so 
I know this is unlike positivity, Eric, but Uh-oh. I did look at the screenshots for Warbirds 2020 and it didn't look super yeah, like yeah. good, the graphics. It's about the gameplay, Eric. The gameplay looked awesome. <laughs> it was very smooth and fast, but like I was like, this looks like it's from 10 years ago. Like, Well, then they're keeping the style alive. I guess so. But I, I'm I, these are betas, so I'm hoping they optimize it and kick up the blast processing and yeah. make it a little faster. So anyway. Limited Run Games is coming out with another NES cartridge game. In fact, it's already for sale, and it's probably already sold out, and it's probably done, and I probably missed it, and it is what it is. But it is Jay and Silent Bob's Brawl. Never heard of it. Uh, it was Jay that, and Silent is, Bob? Yeah, is that... Oh, well, I've heard of them, but yeah, okay. I didn't... Was, is this a new game or a rema- remake of the game? It's a new game, a new NES title. Yeah. Is the part where I get to pull it up again. Um, again, it's cool that they, they keep coming out with these new things. Just stop making them so limited. Uh, Jay and Silent Bob. All right, that should do it. Boom. For the NES. So there you go. Actually, look, there you go. September 6th, 2019. So you can get it in three different colors. Retro gray, which is normal NES color. Uh, Bob green or yellow, apparently. (laughs) And of course, they have a $85 special edition with other crap you'll never use. But you get to say, cool, I paid a lot of money for that. Look at me. And uh, for, I think it was like $59.99 for the actual game. Um what they don't show you, of course, is gameplay because right. That's why, they don't need of, to. Kind of what you're I gonna, would want to see. You're gonna buy it. Yeah. <laughs> Fifty four ninety nine. I might buy a digital version to throw in my EverDrive, but I don't know if I'll buy the physical. Yeah, version. and they don't do that, which kills me. Um, man, I really, I saw the gameplay somewhere, and it looked. Um, I mean, it looked good. I'm clicking on something that's a total view zero. This is Twitch. I'm out of here. Yeah. All right. I don't know, but. All right, it's well, cool that they're coming out with NES games. Well, maybe in a future episode we'll have some actual game footage. Have you got it? Yeah, you guys have probably noticed in the last few years how games that, from that are classics and they've come out with sequels, and eventually they go off the map for a little bit and they come back with the game and they want to re- make it fresh and new and they call it the original game name again. They do. So, like in t- twenty sixteen, they yeah. came out with Doom. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yep. Um, what are some other examples of that? They've done a lot of that. Battlefront. Recently. I thought there was a new Battlefront that came out. And it was just called Battlefront. Just called Battlefront. Gotcha. I might be wrong on that, but it was it's something like that. I know what you mean. So I fully would have expected if they were going to go ahead and retroize this, they would call the new game that was a Call of Duty game Call of Duty because that was like the original, mm-hmm. and then it became like Modern Warfare, and then became all these other Ghost cri- Recon. And Ghost, all yeah, all these yeah. things. Well, apparently they're coming out with. A new game called Call of Duty Modern Warfare. My son says he... Does that work? <laughs> my son says he's looking into that. He says it looks really good. But I was like, didn't you already get that? Don't that you already have that? That long ago, was it? No, because I know we got it way back. I mean, my son was playing that a long time ago. Yeah. There was Modern Warfare 2, even. I and think. I think of 3, and I think... I th- yeah. And then they started going to... Goose- I don't know. This is all mixed together. I just thought it was funny that they're coming out with a new Call of Duty Modern Warfare under the exact same name as the previous game, which I swear is only like eight years old. You can see those marketing guys sitting around, well, I can't think of a new game. Let's just call it the old to. game. Well, Disney's doing it with their movies, so Tomb we Raider can just did. do it with our games. Yeah, that's right. true. Tomb Raider did it, right? Yeah, Tomb Raider did it a few years ago, too. So, uh, The Neo Geo Arcade Stick Pro, have you seen this? I have. I have seen it. And what do you know about it? I've, I know it's all fight games, which... It is? It's all fight games. So, oh, that must have just been released. I haven't, I haven't heard that. So that's what I read. I, I just read it a couple days ago, so I'm pretty sure that's accurate. But here's my problem: is listen, I I love Neo Geo games, but 
it, to buy like a, um, a a device like this that just has fight games in it, I, I, it's a no go for me. I mean, I, I like some of their fight games, but I don't like them all. You're right. You're right. Twenty SNK fighting games pre-installed that was just released like 15 hours ago. Yep. Um, that's a bummer. I was kind of excited about this because I thought this was going to be kind of a different version of your Neo Geo Mini. And here's a couple of good it, things about it is you can plug this into the Mini. Correct. So that you can use it as a fight stick. You can use it as a controller. Um, but it only has fight games in it for now. I don't know if they plan on some kind of expansion. Um, if it doesn't have like the clicky stick, though, it's like I, I don't, I'm not even going to bother looking at it. Hmm. Yeah, because just the form factor of the other one mm-hmm. didn't do it for me. Right. Um, it was, I was waiting for it to go on discount, but it never did. Right. Uh, so this one looked like something I'd be able to sink my teeth into, but have they ever hacked the other one yet? You, there is a hack. The last hack I looked into, um, you could load one or two games um, that were outside of the library onto the machine, but you couldn't use like an SD card or anything. There was nothing like that. It was basically you hack it and put uh, one or two games on it, and that's it. Gotcha. So, at least, I've, and I haven't looked in months, but that was the only hack available to it. So, Y'all have any more news? I think that's it. I well, think. I think it's time for the premiere of our new segment with our, our buddy from good old Jolly England Town. Awesome. Hey, guys. How about we take a little break? check with our friend over the pond that's right it's tea time with tim wow thanks cody and eric for agreeing to have me on the podcast okay so before i get into it i just want to take a moment and say how much i enjoy the show and here's to another year and more of the awesome pixel Gaiden podcast So just a little backstory on how this came about. Myself and Cody were chatting on Twitter about something cool he has up and coming when he asked me if I would like to contribute to the show. Of course, I jumped at the chance. Then you think, damn, what am I actually going to talk about? Some of you may know me on Twitter as at Sanxian. I'm very much a Commodore collector, but have a big range of retro goodies in my collection. From the common, like the Mega Drive and the SNES, to the quite rare, like the Sam Coupe. They're sort of spectrum on steroids. When I was thinking about what to write, I thought about... It seems there is a lot of curiosity about micros that are available in some regions and not in others. For example, the PC Engine, or the Turbo Graphics, did not get an official release over here in the UK... But one micro that I have been using a lot these days is the BBC Micro. And I know that it's not so common in other parts of the world, so I thought it would be good to cover a little bit about this versatile and characterful micro for this bit of the show. The BBC Micro was designed and built by Acorn Computing. Acorn won a contract to build a micro for the BBC, that's the British Broadcasting Corporation, for their BBC Computer Literacy Project. The BBC Micro was to be used to create a series of TV shows that would be aired to educate people about using micros in the early 80s. Because of this, the BBC found its way pretty much into every school across the UK, so most of us growing up at the time used the BBC if we liked it or not. 
The BBC Micro was launched on the 1st of December 1981 and production carried on all the way through until 1994 when eventually it was discontinued. Similar to the ZX Spectrum, at launch there were two models, the Model A with 16K and that was around about £230 and a bit more expensive was the Model B with 32K at around about £330. Interestingly, in December 1981, the pound to dollar rate was around about $1.95. So the equivalent back in 1981 in American dollars was around about 450 for the A and 650 for the Model B. Later on, Acorn Computing would eventually launch a 64K and a 128K version of the BBC Micro entitled the B+. If you were in the States, around about the same time in 1981, I guess a direct comparison could be made with something like the Apple II Plus. That was popular in the schools uh, across the United States. It's a similar wedge-style micro with a 6502 CPU and came in 16K or 32K or even more configurations. The price typically was around about $1,195. So converted to UK pounds at the time, that's around about £610. Here's one of the most iconic sounds of the BBC Micro, switching it on. The design of the BBC Micro is one that sticks out in my mind to this day. The keyboard has a professional feel and a lovely clicky noise that's very satisfying to press. One of the BBC's party tricks is its expandability. Its features built in an expansion ROM sockets to plug in purchase ROMs for word processors to speech synth and the ability to burn your own ROMs. Also commonplace was the sideways ROM RAM board that could be fitted internally. This was a board with IC sockets that would allow up to 15 ROMs for programs or to add an additional 16 or 32k of sideways RAM for expansion. BBC Micro, fast facts. Acorn Computers, the same company that produced the BBC Micro, went on to develop the Acorn Risk Machine, or ARM for short. You may know this more commonly as the ARM processor. Developed vastly over the years, it is the dominant CPU core that is used in millions of devices like the iPad and the iPhone. Now back to whatever Tim was saying. Once you'd purchased the Beeb, as it's affectionately known here in the UK, connecting it up was a relatively simple task. There was a standard UHF or RF port to connect to a normal TV through the RF tuner. It also has an RGB socket that gives a very clear and colourful signal. The other option is a mono BNC type video output. In the 80s, the monitor of choice was the friendly named Cub Monitor. These were nice colourful monitors that were crisp and clear and often used in schools. I have one of these cub monitors in my collection, but unfortunately, like most CRTs these days, it doesn't work. Back in the 80s, educational software was plentiful with its common use in schools, and there were many word processing and business applications available. But I'm sure as we're here on the Pixel Guiden podcast, I can hear you say, come on Tim, Mate with the games chat already. Okay, well, simply put, the BBC back in the day was dwarfed in comparison to the number of games that were published for the big formats like the ZX Spectrum and the Commodore 64 in the UK.
However, there were a number of companies that would port games over. Even the mighty Ultimate Play the Game published versions of their best-selling specy games like Jetpack, Saberwolf and Attic Attack over onto the Beeb. BBC Micro, Fast Facts. The classic arcade title and much-ported Bubble Bobble was converted to the BBC. However, it was never released at the time as license holder Firebird or Telecomsoft deemed that the BBC Micro was not a financially viable system at the time. It's since later been released through the public domain and is an excellent conversion. Now back to what I was saying again. When I think about it, the companies that solely developed for the BBC really did the best work. You may or may not be aware, but the ever-popular elite space trading and compact game started life on the Beeb. Elite was programmed by David Braben and Ian Bell and released in 1984 by Acornsoft, the publishing arm of Acorn Computers. Elite was the BBC's real ace up its sleeve and made us Spectrum and Commodore 64 owners drool at the stunning wireframe graphics and the vast gameplay. However, inevitably, back in the 80s, when talk in the playground amongst micro-owners got to who's got the best games, the BBC owners would always drag out Elite. But that's it, that's all they had to stand out against all the might of the Spectrum and Commodore 64 games? Well, actually, no. The BBC had a good range of games and some good arcade conversions. One that springs to mind is Mr. E, a fantastic conversion of Mr. Do. Also, Acornsoft published a conversion of Pac-Man called Snapper, Galaxian clone called Arcadians, and other classics like Thrust started its life on the BBC Micro and then made its way to the other systems like the Commodore 64 and the Speccy. One game for me you have to play on the Beeb, if you don't play anything else, is Chucky Egg. Again, a total classic. And for me, the BBC version is the de facto version. Nothing else will do. BBC Micro, Fast Facts. Launched in 1986 for the BBC Micro was a multimedia title called The Doomsday Project. It ran from a special laser displayer attached to the system. The Doomsday Project was a capture of life through schools and other social groups, showing a view of their daily lives at the time. Over 9,000 schools were involved in the project. It included video footage, virtual reality tours of major British landmarks, and even a copy of the complete 1981 census. There is a complete working Doomsday system on display at the Centre for Computing History in Cambridge, England. Okay, it's back to me again. Loading games could be done from tape, but more commonly and surprisingly for a UK micro, the dominant format is disc. With the additional ADFS or Advanced Disc Filing System ROM fitted into one of the sockets inside the Beeb, you can then use a disc drive. Typically, these were five and a quarter inch drives. There is a command issued to switch between the tape and the disk filing system. Through BASIC you launch star tape and press return for the tape system and star disk to move into the ADFS disk filing system. Loading games on tape or disk would typically be done by entering the command chain quote quote and press and return 
or can be abbreviated to the shorter command ch dot quote quote and press return. If you were loading by tape, then loading was helped by the game's loading in blocks. So if the loader missed a block for whatever reason, it would ask you to rewind and press play and then it would search for the missing block. Quite a decent loader. Help saved all that frustration of loading games all the way to the end, it missing information and then the game wouldn't run and you'd have to reset the computer and load it all over again. The joys of loading from tape. Programming the Beeb is great. It has a lovely built-in BASIC and you also have the ability to combine BASIC and machine code language from the same program in BASIC. If you're lucky enough to have the BBC user guide that came with the computer from new, it's a handy reference for BBC BASIC and also has some machine language tutorial in it. It also has handy circuit diagrams of the whole board and the layout. If you're thinking about getting a BBC Model B, prices on eBay can go anywhere from around about £50 to about £200 for a fully boxed, nice clean example. If you do purchase one from eBay, then there's one major thing that you need to be aware of. The power supplies in the BBC Micros have a hidden surprise. Yes, it's that lovely magic blue smoke. These, this can be emitted from uh, damaged or bulging capacitors that just explode the next time you switch the beeb on. I've had this one happen myself when one of the main capacitors literally goes pop. It's not a very nice thing to happen and uh, it is really, really smelly and horrible. However, these can be simply replaced. There's three capacitors that you can order. Uh, it's quite common. You can get them off of eBay or there are a few other sites around that do them. Uh, quite a cheap and um, easy to do repair yourself if you're feeling brave. If not, there are plenty of places that can repair them or even sell reconditioned power supplies. So please be aware and do try and avoid the magic blue smoke. If real hardware's not for you, emulation is always an option. One of the best emulators is BBEM. There's a version of this for the PC and the Mac. There are even some uh, website-based emulators that you can run the games and programs on. Even Commodore got in on the act, and in their Class of 90s Amiga A500 pack, they included a BBC emulator. This was squarely aimed at the educational market and schools. This was used so that schools could run the Amiga in their, in their classes and they could run the Amiga software and they still could access their big library of BBC educational titles and utilities. And of course play the occasional game on the Amiga or the BBC. So just before I go I thought I'd leave you with some music from the BBC. This is from the previously mentioned unreleased version of Bubble Bubble. It's a wonderful soundtrack. I think you'll agree. What a great tune this is. Okay, well, thanks for listening to my part of the podcast, and I hope you found it interesting. So I guess it's back to Eric and Cody. Thanks again, everyone, and here's a little more Bubble Bubble.
Very cool, Tim. We are stoked to have you on the show. Thanks for putting in the effort there. And uh, I actually already heard that Tim was, if I'm not mistaken, he was out at SWAG, which is the Southwest Amiga Group. Anyways, he was out there with a bunch of people that we know from uh, from Twitter. I saw Pixel Vixen, I believe, was there. I did see that, yeah. Um, Pixels at Dawn. A bunch of people I hear on the Migos podcast were there, too. So, yeah. Um, I don't know if he did it or not. He said he was going to try to take some interviews and stuff while he was there. And <clears throat> that would be cool. a few pictures. So, yeah, pretty cool. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm excited to have our, uh, our a view from over the pond, right? Our, <laughs> another perspective on things. I have no idea... Uh, I don't have a whole lot of information on the BBC Micro, but I guess we learned a whole bunch about it just then. And um, I'm going to try to get my hands on one eventually. Yeah, me too. Especially because, so, for those who don't know, Tim Drew Sanction is, uh, he works making parts for us retro enthusiasts at the future uh, was 8-bit. Right. And they do have a, a new released product, and no, they did not pay us to say this, uh, but it's the, well, first of all, you have the SD2 PET. I do. the Commodore PET. That's right. But they also have the, I don't know what it's called right now, the SD2BBC. 2BB, yeah, I, I've it's seen it. BBC it, it looks SD pretty cool. solution. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it sounded like Bubble Bobble was a solid port. Yeah. I heard the music. Yeah. Cool. I mean, it was probably years ago I heard that there was a retro uh, or a, a computing scene in the 80s in the UK, which really surprised me. This was years ago, like a decade ago. That's I, all they had. But I was almost. like... I, I never heard of the ZX Spectrum or they're a BBC computer or anything like that. It's a, it's an interesting history. I mean, they have a pretty rich history of 8-bit and 16-bit computers over there, too. Yep. Cool. Thanks again, Tim. Awesome. And uh, let's move on with our battle. Battle of the Systems. <laughs> So this uh, month we're doing for Battle of Systems, Adventures of Batman and Robin. Yes. And we're doing uh, the Super Nintendo version versus the Sega Genesis or Mega Drive, if you will. The Meg, the Seg Meg. Which I think Mega Drive is a much better name for the Genesis. It really is. I don't know why we decided to change that it's one. It's so but... lame. And it's not the first system, is it, Dustin? It is not the genesis of the Sega systems. Right. There was the Master System before that. Yep. I and mean, even before that, there was the SG-1000, 2000, 3000? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Did you... Did you... You didn't have a Genesis back in the day, I, right? I didn't, but my cousin did. I uh, remember playing Streets of Rage on that. That's Eric's jam. Sonic, Streets of Rage 2. Spinball, yeah. Streets of Rage 2 is my favorite game on that console, hands down. Uh, but I didn't know anyone with the Genesis. I knew Super Nintendo people all over the place. No one I knew had a Sega Genesis. It was was a big rivalry back in the day. Yeah. (laughs) I learned about it after the fact, unfortunately. But anyway, so back to the game. Adventures of Batman and Robin. So set it up. Let's start with the Genesis, as we usually do. Okay. So let's start with the Genesis. I started playing that game and realized how tough as nails it was. (laughs) It was not easy. There you go. Uh, I got a long play running so uh, so Dustin can follow along. Yeah. So just imagine this with blast processing, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I, I so just a few of the notes that I took on this was the Genesis version was written by Clockwork Tortoise, which I found That's, pretty interesting. Yeah, whereas the Super Nintendo was made by Konami. Konami, yeah. So I'm already biased, but it was published I by love Sega. Clockwork Tortoise. Yeah. <laughs> Clockwork Tortoise, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, it, it had a really great music to it, I thought. Um, the music was unique. It was not Batman music. No, it was not Batman music at all, but it was good. In fact, I found out the music was made by some um, kind of well-known musician. I might have to pull that up here. But... So it's gonna be it's gonna be hard for me to talk about this game when not comparing it to the Super Nintendo version. Gotcha. Well, I'm I'm watching the intro here, and it's mm-hmm. very cinematic and it's very dark. Right. Um, did you ever watch the Adventures of Batman and Robin, the series that I believe this was quote unquote based off of? I did. Oh, oh you did. Yeah. It's one of the best cartoons of all time. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I'm, yeah. It's very noir. I had a, four, kind a of. sister that was four years older. That's a good way to put it. Noir. Yeah. Uh, I have a sister that's four years older than me, so I ended up watching whatever she watched. I didn't watch things I probably would have enjoyed. Um, except for uh, Ninja Turtles, but um, so yeah, I never actually watched this show. Um, hey! there, Clockwork Tortoise Inc., which looked really out of place, by the way. Everything right. was dark, and it was hey. setting up the the mood, and then all of a sudden, Clockwork Tortoise. Um, so here we go. We're, we're we're starting in front of a building, and then the police van just must have dropped somebody off. We're scrolling up on the skyscraper, and uh, looks great. Yeah. Um, I, I thought the color palette, as I always do, I mean, I, I always think the SNES one's a little muted, but the Genesis one seems very bright. It's bright, but yet somber. Yeah. yeah like, I, I, I get what you're saying, yeah. Um, noir, very noir. Yeah. You can it choose between like Batman this, and like Robin. like the font, very noir. But yeah, th- this one you can choose between Batman and Robin. Um, There's I, the... Uh, the Batmobile. Phallic mobile, yes. <laughs> And level one is called Happy Birthday to Me, and there's a big old picture of Joker uh, blowing out a birthday cake. Now, here's our gameplay. Uh, so this is a... It's interesting. It's a beat-em-up slash running gun. You kind of... It's a running gun because you can shoot in any direction, jump around. Um, but it's also beat-em-up because when you get close to people, you, you punch or kick them. Um, I don't know what you'd classify it. It's uh, it's all three. A platformer slash... Nah, not a platformer. It's a beat-em-up running gun. Gun them up. Gun them up. There we go. I like it. We'll smash those words. It's Bragelina. Great. Now we're going to get hate mail about gun them up. Gun them up. <laughs> oh, the only thing I can't stand about shooters is gun them ups. Um, I wish people would stop saying gun them up. So when, at first look, this game looks really cool. And then you realize as we keep going, it doesn't change. Right. That's one of my big complaints about this game is that it can get, especially later on, like in level three, and that's where I stopped playing it because it seemed to go on and on with the same thing. Um, not a bad game at all, but it is very, very tough. It was very hard. Um, fun fact, Batman the Animated Series is what it was originally called. The second season, they changed it to The Adventure of Batman and Robin. Did you know that? I did not know I that. Did. Dustin did, because he's super geek, super geek. And then there was the new adventures. Oh. A new adventures. Yeah, they that's changed a whole up the thing. art style. There you go. I do like the art style. Um so you have a power-up bar in your corner. So if you don't throw your... your um, Doohickey. Doohickey, whatever it happens to be. Batarangs. It can either be a batarang, it can be a shuriken. Um, what was the other one it could be? It could be three different things. You get these things. But anyways, if you throw it regularly, it doesn't have a lot of power. But if you wait and that power-up bar fills up, and then when you throw it, it's kind of like a powered-up version of that weapon. So it's not necessarily good to just spam uh, projectiles everywhere. Um. And you you have, have a radial life meter. Yep. In the middle there, you, should, you can see right now there's two lives, but your power-up is, I don't know, what is there, 12 little pieces of the pie, 12 per- trivial pursuit pieces that make up your power bar. When you lose those, you lose a life. When you die three times, um, you throw your controller. Uh, and I guess you, I think you can continue. You can continue. Sometimes you find these little power-ups like that skull that's down there that kills everyone on the screen. 
Um, you can find power-ups that give you health, add health to your bar. Um, but a big part of this game is that there's basically two planes. There's the ground level, and then, like, in this first level, there's there's kind of these skyscrapers with, you know, people are looting and breaking windows, and there's fires. But there's a kind of a ledge that you can jump up, you can grab it and pull yourself up, and then there's a second plane, you know, halfway up the screen. But the whole game is you punching people on both planes, climbing up, climbing down, punching more, throwing things more. Um, you can punch garbage cans, get health power-ups. Um, the enemies on this stage are repetitive as all heck. Um, there's clowns that have, like, this gun that shoot at you. There's clowns that have flashlights that would only run up and punch you. And then there's these huge clown guys with big old bags. It looks like, um, I don't know what they're trying to... I guess they loot. They pop out of buildings, and they're but they'll throw that bag at you and take you out in one hit. Um and I mean, the, the whole time we've been talking, we've watch, been watching the same gameplay. We finally got to the first boss here, five minutes into the game, and it's a vehicle that's dressed up all carnivaly. And in my it, notes, I named him the Metal Balloon Thingy. Metal Balloon Thingy. It's like that's R two D two with a gun. Yeah, and it looks pretty cool. Uh, yeah, it just outstays his welcome. You play this thing for a long time. Let's see how fast they can get through it here on this long play. But. Um, Avoiding those those bullets when they're flying all over like that seemed extremely difficult. Yeah. I, I did get past this, but I, it took me a long while. Yeah, I did not get past it with my three lives, I think, the first time. And eventually I had to use continues to get past this level. <laughs> um, but then you beat the first form, and then it opens up, and then uh, Harley Quinn's in there. Yep. Harley Quinn, Harley Quinn, or whatever it is. Um, I believe the whole game is four levels long, from what I looked up. Um. Well, level two. You eventually get to shmup levels, which I didn't get to. Oh, you didn't? No. Did you get to a shmup level? I don't think I did. I think I saw that on a video. Yeah. yeah. Same here. I was, I, I'm noticing there's no no boss health bar. No. no. You just shoot the, it the timer just over and over and over again and wonder if you're doing it right or oh, not. There's a different phase. You knocked off his legs or his wheels. Yep. Um, the music, uh, we can't hear it right now, but it's like this droney but intense techno music. But it fits. It really does fit. It, it does fit. fit. I thought it doesn't it was specifically sound Batmany, but it fits. It's a uh, the music is very good, especially considering the Genesis sound chip, the FM chip. Everything has got gradients, so it's very um, it almost feels Amiga-y. Um, you know, everything. Uh, it doesn't look hand like hand drawn animation. It looks like everything's done on a computer with uh, gradients. The art style. Um, you can jump and shoot in any direction. Eventually, let's see. I, I'm trying to see what else I wrote here. I don't know what else to say about it because honestly, it's the gameplay was really tight. Um, I, I it would felt say good. the gameplay is is tight. The graphics are great. Um, the difficulty, I think, would like I, when I see a game like this, I always think of the rental market back then. Like they didn't want you to 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 rent this game. Like it, it was one of those games that you couldn't complete in a weekend because it was so tough. Yeah. Um, when you win the level, you cover your face for some reason and look menacingly at the camera right there we're on level two or at the gem expo which is kind of the same as first level except now you're in a large museum it's yep. pretty looks pretty it does look pretty. gameplay is not too much different instead of there being two oh. levels now there's one level but there are like display cases you can stand on uh other than that the gameplay is the same uh enemies are the same um we're definitely not going to be able to get through talking through all these levels though because no no I'm, I'm running out of stuff <laughs> i do I, in my notes i found it interesting the uh the first level boss i called harley quinn in a popcorn bucket 
<laughs> That's pretty accurate. Yeah. Um, in this gem expo level, you do eventually get, uh, there's helicopter drones that kind of attack you. You can, there they are. You kind of attack them and as they come at you, they're kind of interesting. Yep. Um, and then eventually you make it to a box factory. Uh, I called it a box factory. I don't know what, what they're actually making. And you fight this crane arm thing, which is kind of cool. Yeah. I, I wrote it as a swinging claw device. Yes. Yes. Which I can fast forward to here. Which, which is- actually had a very neat 3d effect to it. Did you notice that? Yeah, no. It, like, it looks like it comes towards you. It actually oh, yeah. looks like something yeah. out of Vector out. Man. That looks really good. I actually yeah. really enjoyed this boss battle, because you're shooting Harley Quinn's on this, like, jet chair, throwing bombs at you, and this swinging crane arm is coming, swinging back and forth. And so you're trying to go all over. This was actually a really fun boss battle. Yeah, you don't want to get hit by that claw. And meanwhile, Harley Quinn is throwing down these explosive devices trying to hit you. Um, I thought, visually, like, I thought this was really cool. So I think I got to the same part as you. I beat this and got to this level where you're in the streets. It reminds me of the movie, the the 80s Batman movie, where you're on trucks and they're basically putting like poison gas in the street. And those trucks are dressed up as presents for some reason. Um, and basically, this is where I ended up dying, actually fighting the Joker in this hot air balloon. And if you'll notice on the long play here, we're only 15 and a half minutes into a one hour and 10 minute game with no saves. Oof. I can't yeah. even imagine how you get through I, this game. I I think I got right up to where you were in the bat jet using kind of the shmup kind of. I'm on that. Net. You got to this part. I think I got right up to it, and then I I had to. I can't. I couldn't go on any further. Like I just kept dying. So you got to hear this elevator too, huh? Yep, I got to this one. Wow, you two got face. a lot farther than I so did. So that's two face. I just I this game honestly just couldn't hold my attention. I didn't put that much time into it because I got bored. Well, I, I think if I made any error at all, it's that I spent too much time on this game because I didn't spend as much time on the SNES game and it was easier. I should have gone further on this Super Nintendo game. Gotcha. All right. Well, I think that wraps up that one. Yep. Super Nintendo. What do you have to say about that version of the same game or same name, different game? Same name, different game. Made by Konami, as we discussed. They always pretty much make a... High quality games. Uh, the first thing I noticed about this game was that you have loadouts that you can always go back to the Batcave and load up different loadouts for Batman, so you can arm him with different weapons, things like that. Um, it is an action adventure platformer, is how I would describe it. Okay. Um, yeah. You have a lot of different things that you can equip, or bombs, X-ray lenses, things like that. It's a very different game in that it almost has like the light RPG elements where you can have loadouts, different type of weapons, things like that. Um, in in you can always return to the Batcave in the game to get different loadouts, so you can load different weapons. Did you notice that? Oh yeah. Um, oh wait, but, like mid game you can? You can. But you have to restart the level. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So if you in the middle of a level, if you go back to the Batcave, you have to restart the level. Um, the I mean, game features passwords. That which, was huge. Yeah. Because they are long levels, and honestly, you have to learn them. <clears throat> yep. What a, they're very different. Like, each section of a level is a completely different style of game, and you have to kind of learn it, but it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, your moves, you can look up and you can crouch, which you couldn't in the other... You couldn't look up in the previous game we talked about. That's right. Um, you can, of course, jump. You can punch and kick. Um, you can toggle your secondary weapon and fire that. You can wall jump. You can pull up yourself up on ledges. You can also roll forward. You can crouch and kick. Yep. 
Um, and then you also have a grapple tool, which eventually, uh, I want to say third level, yep. second level, you get to use that to actually get, get to places you couldn't normally. I don't know if you knew this, but speaking of the password system, um, you it, if you play the hard difficulty level, because you can adjust the difficulty level. Why would level, I do that? But if you did, if you played the hard one, um, it has a different ending, and you don't get passwords. So if you can beat it with the hard level, you get a whole different ending, which I cheated, of course. I looked at <laughs> YouTube for that. But um, So you start each level by talking to, um, uh, what's the butler guy's name? Alfred. 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 Yeah. I like the animation of this a lot. Yeah. Better. So uh, that's one thing I noticed is the colors were a little muted, which goes fine with the noir, with the show. noir yeah, setting. It sets the show better. But the animation was really good in this one. And I found that. Being able to duck and roll and hit those guys with machine guns was oh, yeah. that was my go-to move. I duck, roll, and pop them in the face. It does seem slower, not as fast-paced. Correct. Uh, definitely a lack of blast processing. However, yes, the <laughs> gameplay was very tight. Um, it did everything I wanted to do when I wanted to do it, which the other one did too. But um, this first level just kind of shows a little platforming. You beat up a lot of guys. It's pretty much a straight beat them up here, and then now we're already in the second segment here. Um, where we're at the amusement park. We talked to Harley Quinn here. She says, you know, boss man's in the amusement park. Come get us. Yep. Um, I did notice there's less redundant things in this game. So the levels, there's less they're like... They're all different. Uh, yeah. They less, yeah. yeah, there's more variation, exactly. is a good way to put it. Um, I, did, <laughs> I did for the longest time get stuck in this level because I didn't realize you could crawl up the dice. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, I run up to the certain level, like, right here, I think, and I was like, where, where do I go? I can't move anywhere. Yeah, I didn't know you could... this is a level that's not reality. You're, you're, uh, the whole uh, play field, or whatever you want to call it, is made of different sized dice, and you're climbing yep. up and down things. Very Mega Man style. I didn't yeah. know you could, you could cl- like, scale up the walls. So, uh-huh. like, I'm sitting here trying to jump and claw my way up, like, Prince of yep. Persia style. Actually, this part right here, I couldn't get by because I didn't realize you could grapple. That's where I had to go online and find out you can grapple. Yeah. Uh, but see, now you're already through that part. Now you're on the next part of the game, which is also interesting. Um, eventually, you get to the roller coaster here, which I thought was super cool. Where uh, oh, there's a the part where you're fighting a toy soldier. You kick him in the head. <laughs> uh, at, at the boss battles are boss battles. Um, so many different types of gameplay, which is fun and interesting. Once you know it, you feel like you mastered the game. So it's fun to go back and do it again, even though it took you two or three times the first time to beat it. Yeah, to learn it. Um, but you want to go, it's kind of like Castlevania to me, where you, I want to go play the whole game from the beginning over again. So here's the, you have a life bar, you also have a thing where you can adjust the weapon you use, but I don't remember, what was the, was it the bumpers that adjust the weapon? Uh, it was the top button, which escapes me, is that why? Why? Something like that, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, eventually gets to the roller coaster, which is like the coolest part of the game that that I remember playing. Here, I'll just fast forward to that. There he is. So he's riding on a roller coaster, going up and down, while the Joker's on a different roller coaster, throwing things at him. Whoa! Um, and then an ad. Yeah, apparently this has uh, is this MA eighteen rated game. Oh wait, no, that's the ad. Um, although this part I had to learn too, because like right here, I wanted to jump down and attack the Joker. Right. But yeah. If you do that, you fall into your death. Oh, so you, you kind of got to jump on the coaster. Nope. Huh. Uh, he throws these bombs that are just magically on little parachutes. And he's punching <laughs> you, them all. You got to punch and punching kick the bombs. bombs. Because if you punch a bomb, it diffuses it. Right. That's the only way to. <laughs> and get you rid can of see the the cloud of smoke. They're gas bombs. So like, but somehow Batman survives the gas. Yeah, he <laughs> released just gets, from he those. Just gets hurt a little bit. Yeah. Um, but it's really cool. And then they go ahead and play with the effects here. They they definitely try to use some of the. Uh, I don't know if it's Mode Seven, but they try to use some of the Super Nintendo tricks yeah. here as they come up and you catch up to the Joker. Uh, there you Ooh, go. Wow. And now you're fighting okay. side by side, punching bombs back at his face. 
Same thing. I originally jumped and tried to kick him and died. Right. You got to kind of learn what you're doing here. But I don't know. It's just it's really tight. It's really fun. Um, uh, eventually, you get to level two, which is you you try to take out uh, poison ivy. So it's a very yeah. plant themed level. It almost looks like a Venus flytrap or something, right? That you're yeah, you fighting. Have to fight. Well, it looks like something. And I she's can't hiding see on behind show it. Is what it looks like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you end up. I think that's where I got. That's where I got going through this forest when there's plants that are reaching out for you. There's a bunch of women trying to shoot you with like pesticide or something to actually take them out. You spray them in the face and they like faint. (laughs) Um, You don't have your batarangs in this one. Uh, And then you eventually fight here. Dustin, you tell me what this looks like. Remember, this is an adult. It's not an adult show. Uh, it's very uh, Stranger Things-esque. There you yeah. go. It's very Stranger I, Things. I call that a Venus flytrap, but I've never seen a Venus flytrap like that. It's a that, human so mouth on its side. I retract my statement. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, um, yeah. yeah, should we go ahead and rate these games? Because I think we both agree. I think we're done, yeah. <laughs> what would you? I want. What would you give the Genesis version? The funny thing is, I, I, I haven't wanna... played either of these. Can I rate rate it too? Sure. Like just yeah, watching yeah. these videos, just like, watching these videos. Let's go with uh, Dustin. Let me go ahead and set the stage here. Uh, out of um, batterings, I was going to say bat symbols. Bat symbols. Then set bat symbols. Uh, out of twenty five bat symbols, what would you give this game? The the Genesis version. Yes. Uh, start there. Probably like a. Based on the gameplay, probably like a 13 or 14 out of 25. Okay. Is that grading on a bell, or is that... Uh, I don't know. That, <laughs> it's just the number that comes to mind. It's just very average. Yeah. And then the uh, the Super Nintendo version, I like more. I would say probably like 20, 22. Okay. Okay. Eric, actually having played these games and properly reviewed them... I, exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna give. I'm not gonna do the rating. I'm gonna do our typical just thumbs up, thumbs down, or which it's a versus. This is a versus segment. I'm gonna right. say who the winner is. All right, my winner is the break all the rules. I don't care. Super Nintendo version. Yeah. We don't rate. We don't rate. I've always games. rated these. Have you? All, yeah, right. That's all right. right. I'll do it. Out of twenty five. All right, I'll do it. Um, the Genesis. I'd give a, a twenty five. I'd give a fourteen. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Super Nintendo. I'd probably give a. Uh, tw- we said 25, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Probably 19. I wouldn't say these games were stellar. I didn't have... I, I actually mean, really like the Super Nintendo one. I'd, I'd be, I'm with Dustin. 2021, even though okay. we didn't play it. That's fair. But I'd still I give the nod. I really enjoyed the time. What we didn't mention about the Super Nintendo one that I really like is the password system. Mm-hmm. When you beat a level, after going through it and learning it and playing it a few times, you beat the level, you get a password. Yep. So you can always just come back and start there. So come even back, though right there, yep. our long play we're looking at here takes an hour and 15 minutes... You don't have to play it straight through. You can nope. beat a part and come back to it later and try it and fail and then come back to it later and try it and fail and come back to it and beat it and get a new password and try level three. And these, these I, I always do a trick where I just use my phone. I take a picture of the password and, then yep. I, and I always break. Like, I'm like, I'm done. And then I go and I do something else, come back. and. Oh, I remember as a kid writing down Mega Man passwords yeah. with like drawing graphs and writing R and B for the red and blue balls. And, yep. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So, so. I, but my nod is to the Super Nintendo one, obviously, because the rankings higher. Yeah, the but. Genesis one honestly wasn't a bad game. It no. was just so f- forgettable. I loved the sound and the, the it looked good. The the key the, thing the for me was, there. was the difficulty. The Genesis ones, I don't know how a human beats that game. Obviously, they do, but it's difficult. But it also just got monotonous. Everything yep. else stayed its welcome. Yep. I feel like it was a different game that has a Batman skin on top of it. The Genesis. Ooh, version. that could be true. I feel like it was some other game, and they're like, like they already had that in the in the tank, and they're like, let's see if we can grab change a license. the sprites to Batman. That Re-scan. could be very that could be very true. Actually, the, the Super Nintendo version feels much more tailored, much more. Um, 
They made it with Batman in mind. Yeah, it was it was designed around Batman. And the uh, Genesis one was just more of a forgettable, I think. There we go. All right. That's our battle. Super Nintendo wins. All right. Um, I think that takes us to the end of the episode here. Uh, I want to thank Justin for hanging out with us. We will hear more from him in two weeks. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Be back. Maybe you should come back another time, like, I don't know, in like 10 minutes when we start the next episode. <laughs> You're uh, pulling back the curtain. The <laughs> illusion pulling has, back the curtain. <laughs> the illusion hasn't been shattered. Opening um, the kimono. Yeah, as long as you can stand the heat in this room. Uh, we want to thank you guys for listening. As always, please uh, give us some ratings and reviews on Apple iTunes or whatever podcast tool you use. Uh, one of these days I'm going to learn what they're all called. Everyone's doing the Stitcher now, right? Is that Stitch. the Stitcher? I don't, Kids I don't, like uh, the Stitcher? I've never used Stitcher, but okay. Nor have we're, I. We're on there. That was big for a while, but yeah. uh, we're also on Spotify. Yep. Um, Amazon. But yeah, check us out. Uh, we'd love to have your patronage, but we don't need that as much as we need your word of mouth and reviews. We'd love to get our names higher up on the show rankings, so go ahead and check us out. Tell your friends. Um, or send us beer. Whatever. Send, or, or just send us beer. We are uh, consumer whores. Whatever you send us, we will thank you on air and and take care of it. Um, I actually heard that uh, Dustin has gifts next episode. Yeah. I just realized we didn't get to that. We're opening gifts from Dustin next episode. Yay! Cool! We'll, we'll do that right in the beginning. Yay! All right. So thank you, guys. And as always, remember, it's, it's dangerous, dangerous to, to go, go alone. Thank you again for listening. You can find episode information and show notes online at pixelguiden.com. Please follow us on Twitter at pixel underscore guiden. And you can also follow Eric at the project. That's D-U-H project. You can also follow Cody on Twitter at oddball49. That's O-D-D-B-A-1149. Please leave a review to help get our podcast listed higher up on the show rankings. We would also love to hear from you with any comments or input. So hit us up on our email at podcast at pixelguiden.com. <laughs>